0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the SoCo Show. It's episode number 122. And this, of course, is the voice of Coco Rabbit. I'm joined, as always, by Seth Ott. You. Yeah. And uh, surprise, we got a special guest this week. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. At Jared Buckendall. Jared, welcome to the show again. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> how many? Do you, do you know how many times you've been on now?
1: Um seven maybe maybe yeah, is that too many
0: it's been yeah i would have guessed five or more um it's definitely i mean been... i'm gonna
1: be honest i don't keep track i know that there's the uh the pickle one um <laughs> avengers endgame uh mission impossible mm-hmm. top 10 yeah so maybe seven
0: which time did we talk about ghosts for like a while
2: <laughs> uh, was that endgame i don't know i don't um, remember We were talking yesterday, though, the the Mission Impossible one was with Lou, when we did the Lou uh, sex. Porno, the Lou sex one.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs)
2: That one, I've never laughed that hard in my life.
1: (laughs) I couldn't breathe for 20 minutes.
0: Friend of the show, Lou Holtz. Uh, It's been a while since we've heard from old Lou. Well, he's been um, busy. He has. It's college football season, so he's, he's busy doing his thing for ESPN.
2: Yeah, he d- he does have Lou Holtz Creamer. He's working pretty hard on that as we heard on the uh the Sketch Show. But uh o- I heard that had <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Soko Sketch Show, uh, you know, the the rave reviews that came in, uh Emmy Awards coming, I think, uh for podcasts. Yeah, you guys are gonna get a Webby, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, the thing, the tricky thing, because a lot of people are like, hey, how, how haven't you gotten an award for that yet? And it's because the date we released was actually shortly after the cutoff for this yeah. year. Uh. so it, we're, it's like we're like Game of Thrones. So we're gonna wait two years to win all the Oscars. Yep. Um, because of the timing. So that, a that's Cassidy
1: the year or whatever. Do they yeah. have Do they have they Emmys have, for podcasts? They have podcast awards. They don't there's, have like. There's
0: the... gonna. There's like several of them. Have there's you guys applied? You should apply
1: for that. Just for the little
0: I want to submit like the dumbest like couple of minutes <laughs> of audio we have the song, and, and
1: the, and the sketch show right.
0: <laughs> yeah oh yeah that's a pretty good place to start
1: actually um, you just cut all of the chic tweets together and that's the <laughs> highlight reel
0: oh that would be pretty great
1: um so yeah, we especially
0: have, uh, out of context that would be surefire way to win a webby or a potty or a casty or whatever.
1: i feel like we uh, winning a casty would be the best
0: yeah, Castie would be. Oh, you know what? Actually, I was confused. Castie is actually for fishing. Uh, <laughs> oh. You can't. Uh, you can't get a casty. but uh, you can get and, a potty.
2: And I think the Webby is. Uh, they they have that in the Porn Awards for money shots. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think the Spider Man. This isn't your Spider Man XXX
1: parody one last year.
0: <laughs> yeah, they've got a clear advantage on that. Yeah, I there's think a lot the, of
1: ropes in that one.
2: Into the spider butt was that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Gross. Oh, oh,
0: that's nasty. I know that my favorite one is the potty because, like, the award itself is a toilet and it's nice and small, so it's easy to carry. So <laughs> it's a porta potty.
1: Yeah, and, pace uh, Pop Pete won. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, we're off to an award winning start already, I think. <laughs> um, we're going to have a lot of fun today. It's going to be, we're, we're strictly talking movies today because uh, we got the the YouTube man himself at Jared
1: Buckendall here to share That's his thoughts me. on, uh,
0: on not only some stuff, cause it was a big movie weekend. We've got a shitload of reviews, but also, uh, we're going to talk just more generally, you know, we've been seeing folks post pictures on social media about their 2009 selves versus their 2019 selves. And, um, you know we're thinking about the decade that was the, I don't know what you call it. The 20 teens I've heard it referred to as, but that sounds impossibly stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know how, but let's the, just go the back year, to the tens, the tens. Yeah. The tens yeah. that starts, that's, that sounds okay. So, uh, we're going to talk about the decade that was the tens and we're going to go through and talk about some of our favorite movies and, uh, take a little stroll down, down memory lane as it were. So, uh, that's going to be fun. So two, we were all, I think we, we were all in high school, right? So Jared, you're, you, were you a 2009 <laughs> graduate? Yeah,
1: I was 2009. Okay. <laughs> we're so not much older. So or we were or all in you... high school. I think we were all in high school.
0: I don't know if our listeners know, but Jared is 68 years old. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I moisturize a lot. (laughs) Just in one area though. Yeah, they call me the lotion locomotion.
0: Oh geez. That's oh man. (laughs) Speaking of high school, um, (laughs) my nick my nickname in high school, and Seth can attest to this, was Little Bitch. Yeah, everyone called me that and uh, it was you know everyone loved it the whole town was in on it
2: it's true you got that written on your windshield once yep I uh, <laughs> I had to buy an extra a nice extra pencil for that one one of those uh, ones you write on a, on a windshield cost me yeah. a lot but it was worth it mm.
0: Seth was busted red handed um, it was red ink and, <laughs> um, and he also wrote by Seth and <laughs> so we'd, we knew we knew it was him <laughs>
1: The search still continues to find out who wrote
3: that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, we, as as much as I want to bullshit about how um, Seth bullied me in high school, <laughs> um, we've got too much to talk about to waste any time. So we got to jump right into stuff. Uh, but of course, n- no podcast is too urgent for sh- sheet tweets. I call you a punk. <laughs>
2: Uh, so we all know Iron Cheek has his—he's—he's uh, he's got a bunch of irons in the fire. Oh, I bumped the mic. A bunch of irons in the fire, as uh, as we all know, he loves sports, he loves music, he loves politics. Now we we found we have we have the uh, we have the in, the Trump impeachment hearing hearings going on right now, and and uh, he had to weigh in on that this week. So uh, Iron Cheek says, "Fuck the Fart Gate." <laughs>
0: Wait, I'm sorry, Fartgate?
2: Yeah, have you guys talked about that yet? Did you know did you hear about the Fart Gate? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is gonna be a good story. <laughs>
0: That is the best synonym for asshole I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I'm crying. So, Iron Sheik, so this is something, that's this isn't Iron Sheik encouraging us to try anal sex. This is
2: something. (laughs) No. I'm crying. No, so you really didn't hear about the fart gate.
0: No, I'm dead. I honestly, I do. Other than the funniest thing I've ever heard of in my life, I don't know what it is.
2: No, Fartgate, uh, it was during the impeachment hearings, and so, I don't know who it was, but someone it sounded like on the audio someone farted.
1: Yeah, it's a reporter doing talking like uh, recapping what just happened, uh, in the court proceedings and clearly this guy rips one but he keeps talking through uh well his report it does kind of sound like a chair though too no it's definitely a fart <laughs> i wish we would have had the clip here
0: oh my god this is this is brilliant um and i i want i want the listeners to know because we do have the advantage of editing um but we've now talked about fart gate for 45 minutes you know, <laughs> just, we chopped this down to just the good parts um, So that you could hear, this is now forever. I'm always going to refer to assholes as Fartgate, <laughs> and then we'll write. We'll have a TV show specifically about them called Fartgate SG1. And it's going to be uh, it's going to be good stuff. I can't wait. <laughs> well, we still do the podcast when we're when we're billionaires off of all of our Fartgate money.
2: I mean, of course, you gotta you gotta keep filling the machine that fed you.
0: That's true. That's true.
2: And in yeah. our case fart gate fed us
0: (laughs) fart gate fed us yeah we we you know it's sometimes it's like we eat directly from the fart gate you know um (laughs) but anyway that's neither here nor there i think
2: jared might be trying to share the the video with you somehow
1: yeah i'm gonna send it over to you uh they they did an in an infrared version of the video
0: (laughs) shut the hell up
1: dead serious (laughs)
0: Taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat an election. And the complaint that I've heard from Republican taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat an election. (laughs) And the complaint that I've heard from Republican taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat an election. And the complaint that I've heard. (laughs) (laughs) This is not real. That's edited audio. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, it actually was on live TV.
0: I don't believe it. <laughs> he even stops.
3: And yeah, like he, he the, the motion
0: he makes, it looks like he pushed it out. <laughs> he took a chance, man. R- Representative Eric Swalwell, yeah. uh, Democrat from California, um, totally just torched one. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, that's that's a fart. <laughs> It sounds so much like a fart, it sounds fake. That's that's why I don't really buy it.
2: And it's it's but, funny, like with old people farting is it because uh, now at family reunions my, my dad and his brothers talk about at their age that they can't trust farts anymore. So they're like it's it's a sad point in their life where they can't push out farts because they don't know if it's gonna be poop. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy could have really just made a mess of himself on national TV.
0: Oh my god. That's well, that wow. I'm bewildered by, by Sheik <laughs> and by the.
1: the gate, the,
0: the Pandora's box that that opened. That, my life is different now than it was a few
3: ago.
0: That's what I will say. And uh, it's, all, it's all thanks, of course, to the Iron Sheik. I call you a punk! <laughs> All right, let's shout out our sponsors. First of all, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Hit the link in the description box for 30 days of Audible and your first book for free. Free! (laughs) Also, uh, Mathis Designs. Find our good friend Steph on etsy.com slash shop slash Mathis Designs for all your stationary and graphic design needs. Paid. (laughs) And, of course, Mike's Wood. Uh, you can find Mike on Etsy.com slash shop corn fen and wed if you want to get your wood worked. Uh. <laughs> there it is. That was that was a that was actually really good. That was well done. Thank you.
1: Thank you. I tried. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't try too hard. You might push out a poop. Um
2: <laughs> Fartgate.
0: Let's uh what else do we got here? Oh, one more one more ad. Let's cook it over to previously recorded Cocoa Rabbit for that one. Brilliant stuff. You can hear the raw <coughs> sex in that guy's voice. Like it's it's it's, it's you can taste it almost it's it's, it's and, incomparable really the voice of that and you can man. hear
2: it. you really chew the flavor <laughs> <laughs> and you can really hear the raw lack of sex in my voice
0: <laughs> it is it's loud it's loud for sure um anchor of course also the place where you can go to leave us voice messages and to become a contributor want to give shouts out to mike v jared b and fuck you for being our contributors so far
2: we have a contributor uh, on the show
0: yeah, that's right. Jared. Jared it's like Williams a Make-A-Wish
1: Foundation type thing.
0: <laughs> it's exactly. But for our Make-A-Wish, you have to pay. So that's, yeah. that's what happens.
1: Well, um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: if you want to become a contributor, head over to Anchor and do so. And I will take a tequila shot on air for you uh, if you become a new contributor. If you can't or don't want to become a contributor, just keep sharing out the episode. Keep clicking every week. And that helps us out as well. So thank you for that. For now, though, we bounce on, and uh, like I said, we're going to talk all movies today, uh, and we're going to start because we have so many things to talk about. We got we to just hit the highlights first, so let's get into some quick hits.
2: <laughs> Ow. Not, not a ton of news uh, this week, but I do have three bits of movie news here. So, um, gone faster than a disappearing pencil, Joker sequel confirmed, then denied.
0: Oh, thank gosh. I, I didn't <laughs> thank gosh. Do I say thank gosh? You do um, thank gosh. Thank gosh. <laughs> um, the I, I I didn't hear that that they rescinded that. I only heard that the sequel was in the works, which mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad that they decided not to do it. Because mm-hmm. I didn't want a sequel.
2: Sonic redesign costs less than five million to complete, which is equivalent to around a hundred thousand gold rings.
0: <laughs> Best thing that could have happened to this movie, in my opinion.
2: No, I I was I was talking to I I think it was Jared where uh, I I was watching the Sonic trailer and and I I really want it to be the old creepy Sonic. Like I want that to be an option. (laughs) Hashtag release the creepy cut. (laughs) And then finally, movie news, uh, Danny DeVito still waiting on script for triplets. Sounds like he's getting the short end of the stick.
0: Get out You're so fucking (laughs) proud of yourself Oh my god I can just see your smug fucking face Like yeah I wrote that Uh, (laughs) Fuck (laughs) you That's what I say (laughs) Congratulations on your genius writing set You get a
2: fucking cookie and a star
0: Wow (laughs) Thanks man You earned it
2: And that is the quick hits (laughs) The, honestly, that wasn't news I was going to include, but I saw it on the on like the the website, and I'm like, okay, that's too easy. <laughs> I have to do it.
0: Oh my god, I I am envious because I don't like a person usually doesn't know when they've done the greatest thing they're ever going to do in their life. But like, <laughs> how do you like? How does that does that feel good, or are you now sad because you've peaked? Like, what what what's going through your mind right now, Seth? <laughs>
2: I mean, yeah, th- this is my last show. Um, I'm going to go into investigative jur- journalism and figure out Fartgate. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Well, the USA is in good hands knowing you're out there uh, getting all the info for us, Seth. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's, let's move on. <laughs> We're going to talk about what we've decided are called. The, are we saying 2010s or just 10s?
2: Uh, 2K10s. The Xs. The, 2K, the Xs?
0: The Xs.
2: Yeah, like ten, the Roman numeral X.
0: Oh, okay. So the tens, then. Uh, we're gonna talk about <laughs> that this week. Let's get into movies. Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set?
3: Movies.
0: All right. So we are gonna we're we're gonna do exactly what we said. We're gonna recap the decade that is just about to finish, starting from 2010, running up through 2019. And I I know that the decade isn't technically over, but fuck you. Okay. Um, we are, we're going to start, I'm assuming you guys want to start in 2010. You didn't want to work backwards, did you?
2: Yeah, no. So yeah, basically what, what, what the format here will be, um, we'll go each year, we'll each have five movies we're coming to the table with, 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 <laughs> and, uh, And so we'll see what overlaps and whatnot. And, you know, if if we see some that overlap, we'll discuss those uh, and just go year by year. And then at the end, we'll kind of take a look and and see, you know, like what what decade was, you know, the best, excluding 2019. uh, We'll do the 2019 top 10 movies uh, in a a few weeks (laughs) after the year ends. So um, in the meantime, we're going to go through the decade first because we figure this would be a long show, too.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, this is going to be super fun because as I like scroll back through these lists, there is, it's a fun thing to like reminisce back and see like what shit I forgot came out. Like there's mm-hmm. brilliant fucking movies all over this list. I can't wait. Yeah, um,
1: before before we got on the, the mic, uh, I actually was saying something to Seth. I'm like, going through this list, it's like I remember where I saw it, who I saw it with. It's, it's almost this weird nostalgia trip.
0: Mm-hmm yeah and that's the thing too because like we're all what 27 28 29 years old so like the 10 years that are ending right now Mm -hmm. were our formative years as people and also as the film people that we are now so like that whole ramp up from really casual idiot teenager you know jerking off in the back of the movie theater to just
1: still doing that but in the front row yeah to doing it from
0: the front (laughs) (laughs) all occurred so like yeah there's a lot of movies and there are more and more movies as these years go on that that we got into so you'll probably see a little bit of our maturation uh, through these years too um because i don't have the danish girl on my list for example um but uh we might have to talk about iron man too
2: (laughs) (laughs) all right well how are we going to do this i just want to go
0: i'll start because i'll start because um I, I was working from the list of like box office mm-hmm. returns, so my mine are going to mostly come from the higher box office numbers that I can recall seeing. Um, and you guys are you typically more want to see the the more obscure stuff. So I want to I want to get credit for naming the big ones, um, but uh, so for twenty ten. <clears throat> um my the the movie i have to start with which is one of my top couple favorite movies of all time scout pilgrim versus the world okay
2: i was gonna say if you're working off box office i don't know if that's gonna be um you know on the list necessarily like high box office but
0: yeah i did i had to scroll it was it finished 95th this is domestic box office yeah Um, so it had it only grossed 30 million in the u.s but still one of my favorite movies it's probably Mm -hmm. the movie i've seen the most times um, and I just, I love it every time. So, uh, Scout Pilgrim is on there. Um, the first Kick-Ass is also on here. And mm-hmm. those those were both movies that I got really stoked about um, that summer. Um, let's see. There was a couple others here. Um, probably the best movie I saw that year. And I, I, I think that, I think you'll agree, uh, The Social Network. Mm-hmm. That was a big one. And then... Um, Let's see a couple more. So, I did. How to Train Your Dragon came out in 2010. I didn't see that until way later, but I really liked that movie. That was kind of it. Looks like the the big Disney release that year. And mm-hmm. then, if Social Network isn't the best movie of this year, then Inception probably is. So that mm-hmm. those would be those would be my five. I would say.
2: Okay. Yeah, I, I have a lot that overlaps. Social Network, Inception. Uh, Scott Pilgrim I had, and then I had Toy Story three and 127 hours. That ah, didn't
1: have. good call, good call. My five, yeah, I have about half of those too. Um Inception, Scott Pilgrim, um, The Social Network, and then The Town and The Fighter.
2: Mm, fighter is a good one too. Yeah,
0: those were. Was The Town nominated? Do you remember?
2: I think it was for what? Best Picture? I think so. Yeah, really? yeah.
0: <clears throat> it's, it's a I mean, damn good movie. There was yeah. yeah so this is this is there's a lot of really good, like Shutter Island was on here. There were a few others, but Mm -hmm. like I was fucking 18. I wasn't, I wasn't really stoked about going to watch, you know, um, all of these, all these different movies. So, uh, book of Eli is another notable one that Mm, I really liked. Um, there's a a, a lot of really good ones.
1: Okay. In the book of Eli, Mm -hmm. I had this argument with people. Is he blind the whole time? Yes. Okay. It's revealed he is, but you don't know because people that can see can read Braille. Mm hmm. I had an argument, and they're like, "Well, he was reading braille, so he has to be blind." No, that is not the way it goes. <laughs> so you think he yeah. was
2: seeing the whole time?
1: I mean, he could have been, but I understand what they were getting at at the end without any spoilers. But people were claiming only blind people can read braille. <laughs> well,
0: like, yeah, that's 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 definitely just fucking wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but he is. Yeah, but the movie the movie is pretty clear that he's he's blind the whole time. Because um, I think it cuts back to him at the very beginning. Using his his um, his well, he, hearing to hunt instead of his eyes. Well,
1: yeah, yeah, and he can also smell those people.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's which Hot. neither of them yeah. is Seth, so it's pretty far fetched <laughs> that he'd be able to smell them from that far away. <laughs> <laughs> Just NFL. going through this list here, like <clears throat> Hot Tub Time Machine is on here. Mm. That's a movie that I know all of us like. Um, the Crazies. That was uh, that was a that, big wasn't one. that set in Iowa. It was set in Iowa, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, Easy A, everybody likes that. There's a lot of movies here, and these are all like in the in the fifty to one hundred range. So there's a lot of movies from this year that like were not so huge, and we're gonna probably see more of this. Not so huge that year. Like Scott Pilgrim mm-hmm. didn't make a ton of money, but everyone I know loves that movie. So a lot mm-hmm. of those kind of culty movies have gotten more of a following since then. Um,
2: I've also seen too, like so we all had Social Network, or right? did you have Social Network? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So. That's a movie too that I, a lot of people have come back around on and saying like that should have won Best Picture that year. Like mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. people really like that one out of the out of the Oscar ones the best from what I've what, heard. What won that year? Uh, Slumdog Millionaire, right? Oh yeah. Wait, was that two thousand ten?
0: Um, no, it was. I think was two
1: thousand nine, wasn't it?
0: Um, yeah, Slumdog was released I think in oh8 uh, and won it in oh nine. Um, best Picture twenty ten. It was a shit movie. Um, because Inception, oh Hurt Locker, and I didn't see Hurt Locker, so I, Locker I guess I can't one, no. I can't accuse it of being being a shit movie. But mm-hmm. oh, you know what? Hold on. Hurt I Locker was released I, in two thousand nine. Um, Best Picture two thousand eleven. King's Speech no, was that year.
2: No, that that wasn't twenty eleven though, was it?
0: Yeah. So the nominees were The Fighter, Inception, The Kids Are Alright, one oh, okay. hundred twenty seven yeah, right. hours. So it was King's Speech. I knew
2: King's Speech won in twenty eleven. I was just thinking twenty ten Oscars. So. Right. Was, yeah. <clears throat> okay. That's yeah. It's, yeah that I like that is a little
1: confusing. It's like every movie that came out in 2010 is actually 2011. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so that my was thing just one. just looking at this list, all of these movies I watched after the fact. I didn't watch any of them in the theater. I didn't catch them the year that they came out. I watched these
2: years later. I saw three of them in the theater. I saw Inception, <laughs> Toy Story 3, and Scott Pilgrim in the theater.
0: I saw all of mine in the theater. Even even then. Um, if I was excited for a movie, I was fucking going opening night. So that, Mm -hmm. that, that's something that goes back for me even that long. So I, everything that I listed, I saw, um, and got really stoked about, but, uh, yeah, the best picture thing is, okay. So let me ask you guys this. Um, it seems like inception and, and the social network are typically the two movies I hear the most that people say is like the best Mm -hmm. out of the, out of that year. Would you, or which one of those would you pick? Or is there another one?
2: I I'd, I'd prefer Social Network. I think that's my
1: favorite from the year. I think I lean more towards Inception just because I like the f- it, it's more fantastical. Yeah. Um it's mm-hmm. it's definitely not real. Mm-hmm. Um but the Social Network is like, you know, this very David Fincher gets dark in mm-hmm. it and it's based like finding the inner workings of Facebook. Mm-hmm. Also, it'd be great to get
2: not a sequel but almost like, like what has happened since they've then. They've talked about it with Zuckerberg and Fincher and everything. Really? So, yeah. That, would that was so Sorkin. Cool sorkin wrote that right
0: sorkin wrote it and i oh i absolutely cream my jeans every time i hear sorkin's writing so this is like okay. the, and this was probably when i realized that too because like the the way they speak in this everybody knows about sorkin's dialogue so you're finding out a lot of things sexually in 2010 it sounds yeah. like <laughs> discovering you your me. body <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, t- 2010 was a good... And this was the year for us that straddled high school and college. So, yep. like, social network I while I was in college. <laughs> but some of these other were still in high school. Yeah, I did a lot of straddling that year, too. Again, just a big, big year.
1: <laughs> Pivotal. <Pimble.
0: laughs> Let's go on. <laughs> um, 2011. So, 2011, one of the biggest things was um, the MCU kind of had some major releases. So Thor and Captain America both come out here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the bigger releases were the final Harry Potter movie and the first part of the final for Twilight. So we we're in that era of teenage just fucking psychopaths going to those <laughs> movies a thousand times. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but like the top 10 list is is pretty much trash from this yeah. year. Yep. But um, Rise of the Planet of the Apes is one that I yep. really enjoyed. Um, I would add The Help, which I didn't see later, um, but I really enjoyed that. Uh, Easily the best movie of this or any year is Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I would include that one here. You're going to probably hear a couple more Mission Impossible movies mentioned by Cody. Um, Let's see. What else here sticks out to me? Um, Oh, Limitless was good. I remember being really into Limitless when it came out. I I don't know that it's aged crazy well. But um, that year, I was I was really stoked about it. And then I'll include a horror movie since I know you guys won't um, from this time. But Insidious, the first one came out, and this was this was James Wan kind of really starting his streak that he still is on today. Um, Insidious was a was a good one for horror that year. What do is you guys that got? the
1: one? Is that Insidious the one with the VHS tape and the house? No, that was VHS. No, <laughs> no, no. no I, that one's You're like thinking, an anthology. Oh, I, I know. Itself. I know.
0: So you might be thinking of Sinister, which he's got real to real.
1: Okay, yeah, them. that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: that movie is. I I I can't <clears throat> watch that movie again. Like I watched it and it scared the fuck <laughs> out of me. I was like, uh, I'm. I enjoyed it. It it stays with me, and that's I'm, I'm good. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> um. So my 2011, I had Rise of the Planet Apes. You mentioned that one. Uh, Moneyball, Warrior, Young Adult, and Crazy Stupid Love. That's what I had. Man.
1: Both, both of your lists, there's quite a few I've never even seen. Really? Yeah. Um, I had Drive, Warrior, Bridesmaids, uh, the second Harry Potter, um, and then Ghost Protocol.
0: Nice. Yeah, so uh, Dr- Drive is one that I saw it. I, I guess I can see what people dig about it, but it just was never my cup of tea. But like yeah, you, run into, you run into a fan of that movie and people are like, it's the best fucking movie. And I'm not in that camp. I get it. I, I, I enjoyed it just fine. But um, people get really stoked about that movie.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you see, so you've seen, you've seen Moneyball, right?
0: Yes. Moneyball's is okay. great. Um,
2: see, I've never seen it all the way through. Really?
1: I, I mean, FX, it was always on FX, yeah. but I've never seen it all the way through. And then, did you? See, I know you haven't seen Young Adult,
2: and you've seen. I know you've seen Crazy Stupid Love, right?
0: Uh, yeah, I have. Uh, not until okay. way later, but I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I like that one.
2: And then, did you see Warrior?
0: Um, is Warrior Joel Edgerton? Um,
2: yep. Yeah, yeah. And Tom is Hardy.
0: Joel Edgerton, Tom Hardy. Yes, I like that one a okay.
2: lot. Okay. Okay. That's one I didn't know if you'd be a fan of. Just like because it is like brutal MMA stuff, but it is yeah. it's a good movie surrounding it.
0: I think I saw it. So my distaste for that kind of movie is something that's relatively recent. So I think I was probably into the fighting when I, whenever I saw that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did really dig it. Um, I, th- I thought it was enjoyable. What, Seth, what were your other ones? There was one, on, one of yours that triggered a thought.
2: Young Adult, which is on your list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moneyball, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Warrior, Young Adult, Crazy Stupid Love.
0: Oh, Okay, you did mention them all. Yeah, this is this is one of those years, and then a couple others that I noticed as I kind of scroll through this list here. Um, Black Swan was this mm-hmm. year. I, I really enjoyed that one. Um, so and I then so. <laughs> another one that I'll, I'll I'll list just because I know you guys won't, um, and you're gonna laugh, but the the Justin Bieber tour documentary. I'm, <laughs> I'm serious. I, I I watched it. I didn't go to the theaters. I watched it like years later after because I didn't become a fan of his until like. 2014 or so Mm -hmm. and so i went back and watched it and it's a it's an enjoy as concert documentaries go it's really enjoyable and i think if if you guys watched it today you'd probably like it more because it would make you laugh because you've seen pop star because it's a lot of that stuff is pulled over from from never say never but it's actually just a good it's a good um you know rock doc whatever rock rockumentary i guess
2: (laughs) i remember Um, you were you were all about it (laughs) yeah it was good
0: when i finally saw it i was like fuck this is good man
1: um, I guess one th- one final thought for this uh, year. Um, you had mentioned, uh, what, Captain America and Thor for the mm-hmm. MCU. Those, again, the whole phase one, I caught after the fact. Like, I watched those on FX years. I-, I actually watched those after Avengers. Oh, shit. So I was kind of lost for the first viewing of Avengers.
0: That's so funny to think about now. Like, can you imagine missing an MCU movie now?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it it's so weird because I think after Avengers, that's when people started getting on board with this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was there was there was a lot of fans. Like it sounds like uh, you and uh, Seth definitely were on board for the first phase and whatnot. But yeah, I know a lot of people just they weren't in on it yet. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Thor. Let's see. Domestic gross for Thor was 180 thousand, and for Captain America was 175. They make that on Thursday now. What did I say? Yes. 180 180 million, (laughs) 180 million and 175 million. Uh, But they make those on fucking Thursday night now. Like, yeah, it's crazy how, how far those have come. And then at the time, so they were, you know, the powerhouses were still Harry Potter and twilight Mm -hmm. and uh, a transformers movie came out. And so those were, and we were, we were perfect aged for those movies to be the biggest of the year. So like we were part of that whole phenomenon, us and our friends. And it's kind of weird to think about now because those movies are so stupid. Um, Mm -hmm. Twilight and Transformers specifically. I know you guys are Harry Potter fans more than I am, but that was a big, that was a big, like that, you know, you talk about going to end game and how it felt like a big cultural event that everyone was going to Harry Potter part two was, that was, that was probably, you know, Mm -hmm. one of the biggest ones in my life to that time.
1: Yeah.
2: Last two were midnight release uh, viewings for myself. Mm -hmm. I, if someone gave me a million dollars right now, I, To stay awake through an entire midnight screening of a movie, I don't think I could do it. I I honestly don't think I would be able
1: to do it. I went to uh, Spider-Man Far From Home Midnight. Uh Never again will I do that. (laughs) It was brutal.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that would be... I mean, for Spider-Man I could do it, but then I also wouldn't sleep for the next three days because (laughs) Spider-Man is like cocaine for me, but I understand what you're getting at.
2: But overall 2011 to me, it it wasn't a very strong, strong year. It kind of was even like some of the prestige movies, you know, quote unquote prestige movies like Oscar stuff. It wasn't it wasn't great.
0: No, it really was. Do you know what won that year for, for I, I guess, in 2012 for 2011?
2: God, I don't know. Les Mis, did that come out wh- that year?
0: Was it The Artist?
2: Yes, it was. Yeah. I did like that movie. It didn't make my list, but I did like that movie.
0: I uh, I never saw it myself
2: i wouldn't recommend it to you it's very i mean it's it's a silent movie so i don't think you would
0: (laughs) yeah not um not necessarily my cup of tea let's bounce on and go to 2012 so 2012 avengers as we've mentioned um is one of the big ones um let's see my five would be The Amazing Spider-Man. I was so fucking juiced for this movie, and I liked it a lot. I know it didn't. I know everyone wasn't as hard for that as I was, but I loved it. But I always love Spider-Man. Um, the first Hunger Games movie, also that was one of the biggest ones of the year, and I had read The Hunger Games, so I was really stoked to see that movie. And the first Hunger Games, I thought was was a pretty good adaptation. They got terrible as they went on, but um, I actually did enjoy uh, enjoy that first one. Let's see what else is here. Um Argo, that was that was one of the big best picture nominees. Um Why does this have Did I already mention Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well for some reason it's in this list for 2012. I don't know when that movie came out. <coughs> <laughs> but for for some reason it's in both places. Um Yeah, I don't I don't know why that is um jared's
1: poking away at his uh laptop or ghost protocol 2011
0: okay so i don't know why it's here anyway um oh a couple others here uh let's see Django unchained looks like that was a 2012 that was that was one of my favorites that year and then um chronicle is one that i i've actually went back to recently and that movie is fucking awesome I, i really enjoy that one so those are and then there's a bunch of just like funny to mention ones but i'll let you guys do your list first
2: um, yeah, I have Avengers, you mentioned that, um, Argo, Silver Linings Playbook, Looper, and Moonrise Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: yeah, I got a few over there, um, Avengers, Silver Linings Playbook, uh, Looper, Skyfall, and Perks of Being a Wallflower.
0: Skyfall and Perk, there was a, yeah, there was some good fucking, like, the, per- the Perks of Being a Wallflower, Moonrise Kingdom, like the little, like, quirky type, you know, kind of movie that your Manic Pixie Dream Girl would watch movies, um, in that same year. Silver Linings Playbook is another one of those. Do you understand that the theme that I'm talking about like the kind of quirky indie type movie? Yeah. Yep. Those are all really good examples of that. Um, also
1: like for some reason I watched Silver Linings Playbook a lot. Good movie.
0: <laughs> it is. I good. don't know
1: what I don't know how I was exposed to it but I watched it a lot.
0: I'm almost certain I saw it on a plane. Um but uh, I did I did rather rather enjoy it and then there's like oh i just saw one here that i was gonna mention oh yeah abraham lincoln vampire hunter
1: Uh, oh dude that one is actually really fun
0: i enjoyed it yeah i dug it when i went um that was that was pretty fun and then uh sinister we mentioned a second ago that was a good one and then there was one more
1: did you guys ever see uh end of watch
0: end of watch that's the one i was gonna mention that movie is fucking great
1: yeah it's definitely not a film
2: I'm going to rewatch, but it's very good,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very well made.
2: Yeah, I, I really like this. I like 2012 a lot. Uh, a lot of solid stuff. Um, you know, got again got Looper, which was one that you know one I, I watched since and it still holds up and is is really good. Um, I, I that movie alone is like when people bash Ryan Johnson for Last Jedi. It's like yeah, but he made Looper. I don't yeah, care what you yeah. feel about <laughs> Last Jedi. Um, yeah, and then like of course we had the beginning of the MCU like as it is now with the Avengers. So, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, gonna...
2: There's there's one
1: that I'm sure you guys are both gonna have a reaction to. Spring Break, Spring Breakers. <laughs> no, nothing. No. Oh wow. I didn't okay, see. Really... I
0: didn't see Spring Breakers because at the Isn't time that... I thought here's a dumb movie with, you know, it's just <clears throat> a girl party movie, and then I disregarded it. But I have heard. Uh, that that like people really enjoy that movie and uh, it's kind of come back around because I don't think well, it did a lot of box office.
1: No, I don't think so either. But my, I also heard that that Beach Bum movie that you hated, mm-hmm. it's in the same universe as that. Oh fuck that! Because it's yeah, the same director.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that beach, oh my god, that Beach Bum movie is so frustrating. But that that was not a, a 2012 release. Uh, Ted was another one. Wreck-It yeah, Ralph, there were some, some good kids movies uh, in this year. Oh, 21 mm. Jump Street, we got to mention. That's one of our favorites.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, man. Yep.
0: You had the whole Magic Mike uh, phenomenon that that was, uh, which which doesn't make a lot of sense if you've seen that movie. Like, it's the marketing got really carried away, um, and I think it was a different kind of movie than people realized <laughs> when it was such a big fucking thing. Yeah. <sighs> um, Mm -hmm. But there was a lot of good stuff in here, but it's, this is, I mean, we're really starting to get driven at the top by franchises. I think that's, that's what we're starting Mm -hmm. to see here as we go from, um, as we go from 12 to 13, which this, this surprised me. The biggest, the biggest, uh, domestic box office for that year was Iron Man three. And I always, I always defend Iron Man three. It's actually one of my favorites in the MCU. Um, and so I'll, I'll make that one of mine, um, Gravity was probably my favorite one this year. Uh, Gravity fucking bangs. Mm-hmm. I haven't rewatched it since the theater, but uh, because I don't I don't want it ruined by my small TV. So I I've, I've just I've just it's perfect and I don't want to ever watch it again. Um, <laughs> let's see. Oh, The Conjuring comes out in 13. That was that was, you know, everyone was on board with Juan after that point. Um, oh god, there's a lot of bullshit in this year. I don't even know if I yeah, want to it's use two spots. <laughs> yeah, American Hustle I really like. Oh, and then <laughs> en- Ender's Game I don't think gets enough credit. That was a movie I, I really enjoyed, um, but um, didn't get a lot of a lot of uh, box office. And I don't know that the reviews were very good.
2: Um, yeah, I had. Did you say Wolf of Wall Street? No, he didn't.
0: Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Yeah, that that probably would be one didn't make I a ton
2: idea. of money. Yeah, Gravity you mentioned. Uh, This Is the End. The the uh, yeah good comedy yeah the oh, with yeah, everyone's dying all the celebrities. Um, now you see me the magic one. Uh, that was I, that was I a good have, one.
0: I was really stoked. Like when that when I first saw that, I was like, "This is the best movie I've ever seen." <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then one one we saw uh, the secret life of Walter Mitty. I, I enjoyed that one.
0: I have been wanting to rewatch that for like four years, and just haven't. <laughs> it's it's just keeps getting pushed back. But I really did enjoy that one.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah my 2013 is kind of all over, all over the place but uh, Wolf of Wall Street, um, Prisoners have you guys seen that one? Mm-mm. Prisoners this is incredible okay. yeah that's very good um, Now You See Me, the first time I watched that too they do a trick with the opening where they say pick a card yeah, and I yeah. rewound it because you do pick the card, but they do it because they play with frame rate there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember watching. That was a fun experience. Um, Just kind of a fun movie. Um, Snowpiercer. That's one that I checked mm. out after the fact. Um, and this is just, this is not a movie you should probably even watch. Just throwing it out there. But I watched it with my girlfriend at the time. Nymphomaniac. <laughs> you know, dude, I have
0: heard so crazy. many like podcasts and critics and stuff, stuff say that that's actually a really great movie.
1: Like, Shia LaBeouf is in it, and it, it is just bizarre, weird, very graphic, very much adult, but it's weird. Like, <laughs> ugh.
0: They use trick yeah. photography to show, like, people fucking. Like, it looks, like, it's porn, right? But the, they use trick oh, photo, yeah. it's because, so it's not yeah, actually There's a lot Shia of nudity,
1: day. and I don't think so. I don't know. We might have to do a side-by-side or something. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> I do. I remember that coming out on Netflix, and I... For whatever reason I haven't I've never watched it, but I've always wanted to.
1: Well yeah, there's there's one there's two parts to it too, and they're both just graphic as a hell.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Hot. Yeah.
0: Did you guys see Evil Dead, the remake? Uh
2: uh-uh.
0: uh. No. I figured not. Um I enjoyed that. I, I don't think it got a lot of great reviews, but I, I really enjoyed it when I saw it. Um it's it's got some fucking intense shit in it.
2: I just um, I just remember the trailer, like the girl like cut her tongue or something. Yeah you know, under the she comes oh, yeah. out of, like, trap and is like...
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, that
2: gives
0: me the heaves. Yeah. Where, where where are you guys today on Man of Steel?
1: It's fine. fine. Yeah, it's fine.
0: I like it. I, I, I think behind maybe um, maybe Wonder Woman, I might put Man of Steel right there in terms of DCEU. Then mm-hmm. um, you've got, like, Shazam and Aquaman I really enjoyed, but Man of Steel, I think, doesn't get enough credit because they totally fumbled it by going to batman v superman but <laughs> i Man guess Steel my thing in and with, of itself was really good
1: yeah with that i'm just not a big superman fan so i think that that's why i'm not into the lore or anything like that but i very much kind of appreciated it after the fact because mm-hmm. again that was a movie that was always on fx yep they have the movies yeah they do have the movies
0: <laughs> did I either of you great- guys
1: see rush Mm-mm. i
0: didn't no that's um chris hemsworth driving fast right
1: yep yep <laughs>
0: Yeah, I never saw that one, but I've, I've heard good things. Captain Phillips comes out this year. I'm your captain now.
3: <laughs>
0: and then um, Great Gatsby was a pretty popular one. And then uh, Seth and I think Mike went without me like a bunch of fuckers to wear the Millers.
2: No, and, that was uh, Fitz.
0: Oh, it was even fit. Well, fuck you guys. I didn't see that movie in, until like four years later. And I was like, <laughs> oh, this movie's incredible. I could have been in, on all these inside jokes for all this time. I was. I'm still mad.
1: <laughs> not not one of my favorites but definitely made a cultural phenomenon um frozen came out
0: yeah frozen the big one and now we get the now we get sequel this year which we'll hear your thoughts on in a bit here but yeah frozen was that was a powerhouse when it came out holy cow let's go to 2014 um so i really start seeing a lot more movies in 2014 so there's yeah, a lot same here. Mm. <laughs> Um. Let's see here. So we get a, We get another Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2 um, in 14. The big MCU one this year was Captain America, the, the Winter Soldier, which a lot of folks really enjoyed, myself included. Um, uh, another Planet of the Apes is here, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, that which I thought was really good. Interstellar is probably um, one of my top couple favorites from this year, Gone Girl being another one um this there was a lot of really good shit in this year holy cow um
2: yeah i had a lot of those you said gone girl edge of tomorrow uh, i had on there uh, interstellar captain america winter soldier and of course john wick
1: oh john wick came out that year huh john wick yeah uh for my five i'm going to go with uh, nightcrawler which said you reviewed what last week mm-hmm. yeah loved that movie yeah, i mean just Unsettling, but very good. Um, Interstellar, Gone Girl, Edge of Tomorrow. I don't know if either of you guys said that. that. Oh, you did. Edge of Tomorrow. And then um, I love this movie, Chef.
0: You know, I haven't (laughs) seen Chef, but that's another one people uh, talk about a lot.
1: Oh man, it's just like the food lovers' movie.
0: (laughs) I do love food. Uh, Birdman was the best picture from this year.
2: You're the Birdman.
0: And I really, I really dug Birdman. I've only seen it the one time, but I, I, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was a really good pick for best picture.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, there's a big one on this list that I have not seen, um, Whiplash. I haven't
2: seen that either.
0: Oh, my God. You guys today should watch Whiplash. <laughs> will, I promise you, you will both love Whiplash. Uh, it is, so I don't even want to use a spot on Seth's list for it. I just want you to go watch it ASAP. You might need It is to. so fucking good. <laughs>
2: you might need oh to man. put it
0: on the list. <laughs> well, I will if you don't, but if you don't watch it, but holy cow, um, I really like the uh, the imitation game from this year. That was another. Oh, her, her is really good. Um, that took me a while to eventually come back to the Joaquin Phoenix uh, Scar one, but uh-huh. um, when I did finally see it, it was really good. And then
1: wait, I thought that was 2013.
0: It may be. Um, it shows up on my list really, really okay. low, so it may have we'll, carried over into it. the new year or something. Yeah, whenever it came out, it, it was dope.
1: Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's nice.
0: Yeah, so that was the top domestic uh, domestic earner, um, and Guardians. Yeah, Guardians was a. I, I've never been as high on the Guardians as everyone else seems to have, but that was a big phenomenon when it came out. That was that kind of took everyone by storm.
1: Yeah, I actually um, at that same year, I think three months before the movie even came out, I had made a trip to Chicago and we got to see twenty minutes of the movie early. Mm. Oh shit! It was like some promotional type thing.
0: That's pretty badass. Did we mention the Lego Movie?
2: No, no, I don't think we did.
0: Yeah, that was uh, that was the big, uh, probably the biggest surprise. Like in terms mm-hmm. of, I I went to that thinking, ah, whatever. I think I was hung over on a Sunday or whatever. Like, oh, let's go to the Lego Movie, and it was awesome. I still love that movie.
1: Yeah. Yep. I think yeah, like you said, this is the year where I started like I guess getting into movies, and I kind of tra- tracked it back to be like why or who, and then I was dating a certain someone at that time, and they loved movies too. So like we went to movies all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. You always, you always remember that. Um, yeah. for me, for me, it, for me, it tracks back to, back to a, uh, a small theater in independence, Iowa, when Seth and I went and saw Larry crown and, oh, <laughs> I'll never, I'll never forget it. The, re- the rest, the rest is history.
2: I don't think that was independence though. Wasn't it? I don't think so.
0: If it wasn't in Indy, then it was in Waterloo. I, I just, know it wasn't in a Yeah. Um, but how uh, I,
1: how were you guys on Twenty Two Jump Street? I liked that one a lot. Loved
0: too. it. Seth Man, and I, yeah. admittedly, Seth and I were shitfaced when we saw Twenty Two <laughs> Jump Street. I remember that because one of our other buddies drove, and Seth and I had been drinking like all day, and um, we had a blast. I I couldn't tell you much about that movie, but um, but yeah, we had fun. <laughs> oh, Big Hero, Big Hero Six is another one that that I really enjoyed from from that year too. That was one of my favorites. Okay, let's go to twenty fifteen. And by this time, Seth and I are are seeing everything. So <laughs> most of the big releases um, will have covered. Um so we have uh we have another I remember this year so well now. Um because I remember sitting down and going, This is gonna be the best year of my life <laughs> <laughs> when I saw all the stuff that was coming out. And ooh, this is an early candidate for me. Um okay, I'm just gonna bang out a few of these. So uh, the Force Awakens comes out in 15, uh, Inside Out, uh, The Martian, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, Spectre, The James Bond, um, and then Straight Outta Compton. I'll make I'll make those my five, but there's a shitload here.
2: Yeah, it's a lot. It's a good year. Um, I have Creed, of course, uh, The Big Short, uh, Room, The Martian, and one that I watched for uh, We Missed the Boat that I said would have made my top 10 list this year. Uh, Steve Jobs. Mm -hmm. I have that on my list. Nice,
1: nice. Yeah, my top five, uh, Mad Max, Fury Road, The Big Short, The Martian, um, The Gift. Did either of you guys ever see that? Mm
0: -mm. Is that the Um, one with uh, Joel Edgerton sniffing around Jason Bateman's house? I I I never
1: saw it. it, Was it maybe his first directed film? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I mean, again, unsettling film. Um, and then X Machina. and Machina. I don't know how you say that. Oh, that yeah, so good. Good. Ex Machina. Oh, yeah, there we go. X Machina. X Machina.
0: It took me until oh, about the a year ago to see that. We have Machina for five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> we also had Kingsman: The Secret Service, the first one, come out this year. Um, and there is just—I mean—as I scroll down, there's. Well, we had the Good Dinosaur. I liked Trainwreck when I first saw it. <laughs> the Good Dinosaur. <laughs> That was a fun one in our, in our friend group. Uh, we had a lot of jokes about the good dinosaur. Um,
1: yeah, I think this was the year that I actually first started like religiously watching the, uh, the Oscars as well because all mm-hmm. of these best pictures I pretty much around were either uh, familiar with or had seen.
0: Oh, my God. You have Selma in this year, which was great. Sicario, another great one. Um, I'm kind of
1: surprised we haven't mentioned Star Wars came back. He did. Yeah, oh, he so did. yeah,
0: I, I I mentioned it, but but we didn't we didn't talk as much as we typically do when Star Wars <laughs> comes up, but yeah, that yeah. was I that's another one too where uh, I can I have very specific memories about that night going to see that movie. Uh, Seth and I went, and we had to sit right up front, and yep. it was it was that part was terrible. Everything except for the movie was terrible about our experience because I was sick and like pretty high on cough syrup, I think.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but um, other the other than that other than that the movie was great we had a shit experience seeing it but um oh and then avengers 2 age of ultron comes out in this year too so this was this this is an early candidate for me as best because maybe it's because i really started getting into movies this year but there's probably 20 movies on this list that i love
1: also a cultural phenomenon started with 50 shades of gray oh
0: 50 (laughs) shades that's oof. oof
1: best of the year (laughs)
0: <laughs> at least at least 50 shades ended up giving us see you later Gist squad so for that i can't, that, I can't really be mad at it <laughs>
1: uh, the longest running joke that you guys completely forgot about and then it was there <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah that shit was good um that joke was like herpes we we had it for so long and it, we didn't have symptoms that we f- we forgot about it and then boom
1: Then it just came back. (laughs) Yep. Did either of you two watch The Witch or The Vitch? (laughs) No.
0: I saw it later and didn't like it.
1: Okay. I just, I saw that on the list.
0: Mm, Yeah, I I was never, I never really understood that one. Now I get it. I still don't like it, but now I get it because I've seen all the other A24 movies that have come since. But Mm -hmm. at that time, I was like... Yeah, I don't, I don't understand this. And this was Robert Eggers, who just did The Lighthouse, very, yeah, very which similar.
1: All of yeah, those two. You look at him, and it, it's just a weird guy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy's got some shit he needs to work out. Um, American uh, American Sniper was another huge movie uh, in this yeah. year, and uh, that one I really enjoyed too. Uh, I remember seeing a really
1: movie. butt movie that's fun is San Andreas.
0: <laughs> you know, I never saw that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not saying rush out to see it, but it was, it was fun disaster. The Rock doing his ridiculousness.
0: Oh man, yeah. There's, and we we Seth mentioned Creed, but we kind of ran straight over Creed. But Creed is yeah. incredible. That was one of my Hell favorites yeah. that year.
2: Oh, that, man. that movie's awesome.
0: Oh, we also I had think... the M Night Shyamalan's The Visit. Did you guys see? Did you guys ever see The Visit?
1: Uh, uh-uh. I I've seen clips and I've heard how it ends, and it just sounds not something I want to watch. Like <laughs> creepy wise,
0: <laughs> it is. It is creepy. I really really liked that movie it's it's not one of those like most Shyamalan movies you want to come out and be like oh my god I have to talk about it and it's it's just a solid horror movie um which is weird to to be a part of his filmography or whatever but it's it's just a really good I enjoyed it a lot I, I would not I loved
1: it would you kind of agree that I mean people have said this that that was almost his return his the beginning of his somewhat return
0: yeah, I think so because he had this, and then Split was, I think, the next one after this for him, and they were like, "Okay, he's on a roll now." Because it had been, it had been a while since a hit for him, and the, I think, I don't think this movie, I don't think that the visit, like if the visit was someone's first movie, you wouldn't be like, "Oh, this is a legendary start for a Brune." It's not Get Out. Um mm-hmm. but compared to the crap he was coming out with before then people were relieved to to find it solid and I think <laughs> it got elevated a little bit because of that but I just think it's just a really like a reliably good horror movie I would show to anybody right a lot of good stuff in 15. this is i'm gonna we're gonna come back to 15
2: No, we're not <laughs> <laughs>
0: let's go to 16 um and uh there's actually shit there's a lot of good stuff here too. Um, we have Rogue One, a Star Wars story, which I'm still trying to get Seth to rewatch because he's he thinks it's but it's it's <laughs> it's uh decidedly not but, uh um, it's, be-
1: it's better than Solo. Well, I agree, that's not
0: hard. I agree. Um, Zootopia was one of my favorites for this year, really enjoyed that. Um uh, mm-hmm. Deadpool was kind of the huge, uh, you know, everyone was talking about Deadpool kind of all yep. year. Um, Let's see, what else have I got here? <laughs> I'll put this just for fun. Uh, sausage Party.
1: I, <laughs> I went
0: to Sausage Party twice in the theaters.
1: <laughs> twice?
0: Yeah, I, I saw it with two different groups of people. And the second time I was like, I got to watch someone else react to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Hacksaw Ridge is another one that that's that that's remains with. That's one of my favorites like of all times. Um, Would you so, guys
1: recommend that one? I haven't seen it.
0: It is you got to be ready for it. It is harrowing, but okay. uh, but it is it is so so good, really really good. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Kubo and the Two Strings. I didn't see that until way later, um, but uh, really enjoyed that. Tarantino came out with Hateful Eight, uh, and I'm over my five. So you got you cut me off.
2: <laughs> All right, I got uh, Arrival, uh, the Nice Guys.
0: How did In I miss movie? Arrival? Dang,
2: yeah, I, I, cause you suck. <laughs> <laughs> um rival nice guys manchester by the sea um, Hell heller high water yeah and pop star never stop never oh, stop oh yeah oh
0: fuck yeah the Popstar style boys is yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> um mine were la la land i love that movie um mm-hmm. heller high water sing street which was very oh curated. my god yes yeah i watched that one later on netflix but i was i love that music the the story and everything um Pop star, obviously, and Arrival.
0: Yeah, so this is this is funny because, um, well, you can see the evidence here that I'm I'm looking at the top box office numbers because I would probably remove my all of my five and replace them <laughs> with like Sing Street and Arrival and a couple yep. of the other things that and you Pop guys star. mentioned. Pop star, um, Sing Street is one of my favorite movies ever, and Arrival is, and this is true, the best movie ever made. So uh, 16 I'm, I'm, 16 throws its hat in the ring for best year here.
1: I'm I'm not gonna deny that at all. Like I'm going to 100% agree with Arrival. I watched that one after the fact, and I could not believe that that was a movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, and did I you just, see Heller High like, Water? Hell or High Water is great.
2: Okay, I was wondering. Yeah, Arrival. Sorry, go back to that.
0: Uh, well, how much time do you have?
2: <laughs> well, it sounds like you're about ready to make a point, so I was going to let you yeah. go back into it.
0: No, it's, uh, and it, that, that, this is where we start for us. Um, we're, I'm starting to see more movies based on what I heard about them being good, you know, and not uh-huh. necessarily yep. just the most popular movies. And mm-hmm. there were some good popular movies in this year, but for me, this is, this is when we start kind of seeing everything. And mm-hmm. this is, this is not long before we all start doing the whole podcast and, and yep. reviews and things, so we're we're ramping up toward something special in seventeen. To our
1: inception. <laughs> dun dum, boom. Yep. Um, th- there's one that I had heard people on, I think, podcasts because this is also. I think I started actually like listening to podcasts uh, on the regular for other, you know, video games, movies, all that stuff. But have either of you guys seen um, Everybody Wants Some? Mm-mm. I never did um, see that one. i forget heard it, good things. It's kind of, yeah, it's like this 80s. It's based in the 80s, really good tunes, and it's just these essentially college dudes um, on a baseball team, and it's the first weekend of college. So Friday night they go to a party. This Saturday night they go to a different kind of party, and then Sunday I think they go to one more, and it's just it's kind of almost like your very first weekend at college.
0: Yeah, That would be fun. I'm glad nobody made a movie about my first weekend at college. Holy cow. <laughs> uh jared you mentioned la la land too that's that's one of my favorites all time that was i
1: i remember i i was just in a bad head head headspace and i went to the movie it was a matinee and i didn't even know it was a musical i just people people had said it was a good movie and it was getting good reviews and i was like i don't even know what this movie's about and i went to it and i was floored because i i have found out over the last like few years i have a soft spot for musicals Mm -hmm. yep um, that's why Cats is going to be the greatest movie this year. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was very – I went to that movie, I think, th- uh, La La Land three times in the theater in, nice. like, a week. Jesus. Yeah.
0: That was – so, uh, for one thing, I agree with you on Cats. I, I had not seen the trailer until just last night, and I was like, fuck yeah, I'll see this. This looks fun as hell. Um, I mean, but... Jason
1: Dorillo's is yelling out,
0: "Mill!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's funny cuz they're 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 naming the cast and they put like Jason Derulo on screen and he pops his head into the frame and just goes like ah! and then they <laughs> do the next thing good
2: um, there's there's a cut someone did a cut on twitter of only Jason Derulo's parts and so it's like it's like 30 seconds or whatever um here we go yeah he's it's just him yelling and and then going milk okay.
0: <laughs> uh Lala I remember La La Land um and the same thing happened later for me in another movie that I'll, I'll mention in another year. Um, La La Land, I remember going to, I went with my girlfriend at the time and she was really into musicals and I wasn't anti-musical, but I hadn't cared about them. And then they come up with that opening number on the highway Yep. And it ends and they hit you with La La Land on screen. And I remember both of us looking at each other and being like, oh, my God, this is fucking incredible. <laughs> and then the next two hours did not disappoint. Like that movie grips you from the beginning. That opening, you got to nail the opening number and holy shit they do in that one.
1: Yeah, they do a great opening. And then that ending, like if you haven't seen it, no spoilers or Ugh. whatever, but it, it it just rips you apart.
0: Yeah, the ending. That movie is fucking
2: I'm crazy. already crying. Yep. It's another
0: Damien Chazelle. Both you guys need to just whatever you were going to do today, stop it and do a Damien Chazelle marathon and just do those, do whiplash and La La Land. And Seth, you can listen to Jared sing all the words to you and it's gonna be magic.
2: <laughs> the, the nice thing is we can still keep our pants off for that. So yeah.
0: I'm... Yeah, there you go. Just roll right in. <laughs> uh, 16, a great, a great year. And then in 17, you know, all of us are seeing fucking everything now. Um, yeah. You know, for and this was a big year too. We have like, and this is just at the top of the box office. Uh, Star Wars 8 Last Jedi, which I loved. Uh, Wonder Woman comes out this year. Spider-Man Homecoming. It Chapter 1, which I know for both of you guys was kind of a gateway drug into horror. <laughs>
1: yeah. So I'm really glad
0: that you guys saw that. scared the Dunker. piss out
1: of me, but I remember having a
0: good time with it. <laughs> um, and that was, I think, the first time that we collaborated to do the ride home Home. podcast so that was fun
1: the pickle Uh, story yeah the pickle (laughs) um
0: dunkirk so speaking of movies you asked about hacksaw ridge that are like harrowing but really fucking great is dunkirk is one of the best um and then I have to mention Get Out just because it's fucking Get Out. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, Hidden Figures, War for the Planet of the a- Jesus. There's a lot of good movies in this year.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, Coco, I have to mention too. One of my best. Oh, up man. until up until yesterday, the hardest I had ever cried in a movie was Coco. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, you know, I'll wait. I'll wait until later to, uh, Charlie's to finish Angels. that story. That's a teaser. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he cried a lot in Charlie's Angels. <laughs> um, 2017, I have Wind River um i'm sure that's probably on yours yeah that uh call me by your name which is on your list to watch mm-hmm. molly's game
0: mm.
2: uh, forgot about that one <laughs> he, he was taking a drink and almost died mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh, molly's game that's sorkin again see every time yeah. Sor- sorkin get mentioned i get wet <laughs> <laughs> did i just get jared, jared in a drink yeah jared. almost
1: had a spit <laughs> <day>.
2: yes <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I had Baby Driver, and then mm-hmm. my favorite movie that year is Logan Lucky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That one. Joe Bang. Joe Bang.
1: <laughs> um, my five, uh, Baby Driver, you know, phenomenal, just musically and sound design, uh, Wind River, Logan Lucky, um, Get Out, which I had a conversation with Seth before. I'm surprised that um, he didn't reach out to get JoJo to sing the theme song for that movie. <laughs> um, and then Good Time. That's a good one. Good Time.
0: I still haven't seen get good time, but it is on my list. Oh man, um, It's brutal. Yeah. I'm, I gotta be in the right mood for something like that. Um, yeah, there's a, there's just so many good ones. I've, I've scrolled by like five or six that I wanted to stop and mention. Um, the big sick was a really good one this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody really enjoyed that one. Um, what was the other? Oh, so the other you talk about the opening number from the musical, uh, The Greatest Showman, was the other one.
1: Oh man,
0: where that opening number, I was like, okay, I'm so fucking in. Um, and then Happy Death Day, which is another one I know we, both of mm. you guys like. That was that was uh, that was in this year. There was a lot of a lot of good stuff. Power Rangers, which I, I know nobody liked, but but me. The,
1: but. Uh, I the when they played that theme song, that I that is the most excited I've been in a movie <laughs> in the last five years.
0: Yep. <laughs> Oh, that was a great experience. Oh, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. That was a 17. Uh, that was a big surprise for me, too. Didn't expect to like that one as much as I did, but I'm stoked for the sequel.
2: Yeah, I saw a trailer for it the other night, and I've heard up and down things, but I think it looks fine. I think it looks it looks good. fun. Yeah, yeah. It's a
1: big Christmas blockbuster.
0: Yeah. Jared, what do you think of Blade Runner 2049?
1: Um, I know you two aren't really on board for it. I have not rewatched it because I don't have three weeks to watch a movie. <laughs> um, it at the time I thought it was very technically made or like the technical aspects, the visuals, all of that, fantastic. But I think the story very much kind of doesn't hold up. And you guys, was it last week or two weeks ago? You guys were talking about Blade Runner and all of the seventeen cuts of the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had watched it a week before, I think, for the first time ever, and I don't even know what cut I watched and which one was I was supposed to watch. <laughs> um, so I think that that kind of threw it off because I I think, I mean, it's not spoilers because there's different versions, but I thought that uh, Harrison Ford was a replicant. So it doesn't f- track well in the sequel. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's weird because they're ambiguous about it both times, and it's, well, depending on what cut you watch, and it's, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it. I think it's well made, but it's not a film I'm going to ever go back and rewatch. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, quick shout out to Mother, which came out this year. Mother, Uh, which is it's a trip, but I I enjoyed it, and then The Disaster Artist was one of my favorites from this year. That. Oh was
1: man, back. that was this year, wasn't it? Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Justice League. <laughs> oh, Re- release the Snyder cut was that also emoji emoji movie year or was that 2018
1: uh i think that might have been emoji yeah that was because i remember that was still like kind of phase one of my channel with me sitting <laughs> in the corner and yeah emoji movie and yeah. making sketches of it and stuff
0: oh man uh let's let's finish up here with 2018 and it's gosh it seems like just yesterday we were doing our year-end list um for, well, for you're wrong, because that was
2: almost a year ago. Be yeah. smarter. <laughs> <laughs> Be
0: smarter. Okay. Um, yeah, I enjoyed the the top three from this year were Black Panther, Avengers Infinity War, and Incredibles 2. I really liked all of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Mission Impossible Fallout was better than all of them, though. Um, and then, gosh, there's, there's a lot here, um, but I'll only name one. Because I know you guys will have your list. I'll say, well, Jesus, I have to say, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, perfect movie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are mine. But there's a lot here. I'm sure you guys have some different stuff.
2: Yeah, but I had I had Spider-Verse as well, uh, Stars Born, uh, Green Book, Leave No Trace, and Eighth Grade is what I had. Oh mm. man, there's one on here. There's one on here
1: that both of you
2: both of you missed, and you're gonna
1: be like, oh man. Huh. Um. Okay, not this one, but a Stars Born, Spider-Verse, Searching that's a great one yeah shit yeah.
0: searching was so fucking good oh yeah.
1: man um ready player one was just like a, a great time in the theater like that's mm-hmm. a very much like mm. theater big screen movie yeah where you, were you I didn't high really like, like that movie that much I just I I mean story wise I wasn't there for really the story I just wanted spectacle yeah. like the opening racing scene is phenomenal yeah, yeah.
0: that was nuts yeah that was um
1: go oh ahead. go ahead um I was gonna say the best two thirds of a movie that year and then it just lost me sorry to bother you
0: yep <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah I knew where you were going with that That's... the
1: best two thirds of a movie I've ever seen <laughs> which is
0: so ups- that is so upsetting to me because that was getting ready to be one of my favorite movies ever and then they decided they didn't want that <laughs> yeah no
1: they're like nah they throw a big horse cock at yeah, you know? literally
0: <laughs> oh my Just god slap you in the face Um, the hate you give was a good one from this year also love yeah. simon those are a couple others yep. that, I, that I really dug did you guys see, uh, you saw Annihilation, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually I actually just, that one just popped up for me. I liked that one.
0: Yeah, I, I saw it way later. Um, and I think I had a little more hype behind it. Um, so I didn't dig it as much, but I, I, I thought it was interesting. And I I also thought that maybe I just wasn't really fully getting it and that I need to try it again. But for what, it didn't stick with me as much as it did others, but I, I thought it was cool.
1: Um, Guilty pleasure, like rom-com, Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah.
0: I still haven't seen that one. I need to watch it.
1: You know what? You should put that on his list. Uh, that's that, that that's just a fun movie to watch. That might be coming. I think you'd like
2: that one.
0: Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited um, to see it. I just haven't gotten around to it. There's
1: yet. one here that I haven't seen, but you guys have Hereditary. I saw that one.
0: Yeah. I don't think I like Hereditary. Okay. I get it, but... but
1: what about Midsummer then? Same. Okay. Like yeah, I, I, I get so it.
0: Ha- I get why a person would like it, and I see what they're going for, but it's not my cup tea.
1: I'm I'm not on board for Ari Aster or whatever. I don't like his style or mm-hmm. what he's doing. I know that they're. I haven't seen Hereditary. I know that Midsummer very well made film. I hated it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think you'll feel similar things about Hereditary if you didn't if you didn't like Midsummer.
1: I actually watched. Uh, my parents were down that other weekend. And we watched Free Solo. That is the most tense I've ever been watching a movie.
0: Yeah. So he's climbing with no.
1: Yeah, he's insane. That's basically yeah. it. No but, yeah, that guy's yeah,
0: crazy. I haven't seen that one either, but I remember they were showing don't, it here in IMAX. It. I was like, I don't think I can go on IMAX and watch
1: it. <laughs> no, it's, very, it's a very anxious movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 18 had some other really good documentaries too. Uh, Three Identical Strangers was one. Won't mm-hmm. You Be My Neighbor was another.
1: Yeah, that had um, a lot of, yeah, very good documentaries.
0: Or at the very least, I was paying attention to documentaries this year and hadn't in others.
1: but it it seemed like 18 stuck out those two didn't either win or get nominations what
0: yeah neither one of them did
1: it was weird um, yeah what did win
2: I don't remember
0: and I don't think Free Solo won either it was something else entirely I could be wrong about that let's see oh Free Solo did win but the other nominees were really confusing I remember thinking at the time
1: RBG Mm-hmm. um minding the gap yeah some that i didn't even hear about
0: yeah um we had a blast at halloween in mm-hmm. last year that was a fun one I, I i don't really remember my i was as drunk as i've ever been in a movie theater at that movie. <laughs> so i don't remember it very well and i kind of don't want to watch it again because i just want that the well, little memory i do have was of having a really good time so i don't want to ruin it
2: <laughs> well uh you're that got brought up yesterday during uh movies and nonsense recording you're uh <laughs> you're screaming <laughs> I don't think you
1: elaborated on it. What happened? Were you just terrified?
0: No, I was just, I was really, I was really pumped up. Oh, okay. Okay. I I called Michael Myers the N word and really really loudly in the movie theater. Like after, after they beat him, they get, they get the upper hand on him. And I, I don't know what, something, something that has forever laid dormant in me arrived and i i i yelled uh oh like oh you're gonna die now n-word or or no it was oh it was oh n-word you're gonna die now i think is what it what exactly it was but yeah
2: i i i didn't say exactly what you said on the podcast uh so i i didn't even elaborate on what what it was i just like cody yelled something (laughs) out
0: (laughs) and for it just in case we have a first-time listener I am an African American person. I don't, <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want everyone thinking like, "What the hell is this?" This very obviously skinny white guy talking about screaming slurs in the middle of a crowded theater. Still, I'm not proud of it, but I want everyone to know that that's it wasn't a, a situation where, you know, a bunch of people wanted to beat my well, probably probably some people wanted to beat my ass, <laughs> not because I was being racist. <clears throat> uh,
1: there's a movie on this list that's baffling at how much money it actually made. Venom. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: And I liked Venom. It was, it, I thought it was okay. You know, like, I felt the same about Venom as, like, I did coming out of, I don't know, like, Shazam or. Um, it's a movie.
1: like it's. Or a, Jumanji. You
0: know... I'm like, yeah, oh, that was a movie. It entertained me for a couple hours, and now I'll move on. Like, that. It, for that, it was really good, I thought. hmm Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Hello. Barf. Uh, the Equalizer 2. Fifty Shades Freed. Hello. Ooh.
1: The final climax. <laughs> that was Jizz Squad.
0: That was Jizz Squad. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I guess it was. That, Fuck. That was Jizz Squad. <laughs> that old chestnut. <laughs> really. Oh, fr- that on that from one.
0: the from the comedy ranks, gotta mention Game Night. That was Game that was Night and Blockers one. both came out in like yep. a few weeks, and that was I was like that was a really good or maybe was a, couple a good months one-two apart.
1: punch for comedy that year.
0: Yeah, those were those were dope. Oh man. So that's uh, that's. Do we want to? We don't want to do twenty nineteen, do we? Since no, no, we want to hold off. Okay, so that's that's twenty ten through twenty eighteen. Um, okay, who I I will nominate? I will nominate. Uh, what did I mention earlier? Twenty fifteen. I will nominate twenty fifteen for best year of the decade.
2: In terms of just like the overall like movies, I look back on and think, like I think for me twenty ten is my favorite. Because there's three movies in there and Social Network Inception and 127 Hours and even Scott Pilgrim um, and to an extent Toy Story 3 where I look back and this is like where I started really getting into movies and started developing some of my taste for movies. Mm -hmm. And so this is like a year that was really big for me in terms of, of, you know, just where where I'm at now. So I think 2010 is my favorite of, of the movies I have picked.
1: Mm. yeah 2010 is a good year because i've I've actually come around and watched a lot of those more often i feel like um i don't know i gotta go with 2016 i feel like that's kind of like the very beginning right before i started doing um reviews and stuff and Mm -hmm. that's when i started seeing a lot more movies i feel like Mm
0: -hmm. Um, yeah if i had to pick a second 16 would have been that year because there's a ton of bangers that year
1: And I think that's almost like a music-heavy year, too, because of my top ones, La La Land, Sing Street, and Pop Star.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. God, that would be a good day. Just sit and watch those three movies.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, again, you look at each year, they have one huge one that stands out, and then there's a bunch of little ones in there that you just come around to every now and then. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was... It's fun, yeah. And we don't have to pick a single... Do we, do we want to pick a single year, or can we be content that we each have our own favorite year?
1: I think we each our own favorite is yeah. probably good. I'd yeah. be curious what uh, the listeners kind of have for thoughts on what year they kind of lean towards.
0: I absolutely would, and that's a th- thank you, Jared. That's a good segue. Uh, hit <laughs> us up on hit us up on Twitter and on Facebook at Soco Show Pod in both places, and of course. Uh, Jared can be found on all social media at
1: Jared Buckendall.
0: So let us know, we want to know what you guys, what your favorite decades are. What movies did we miss? Cause there's definitely going to be some in there, um, that we, that we forgot or, or missed out on. Um, and, and what's, what's the top year, what's the top year of the decade? Now we, we may update a little bit based on 2019. I, I doubt it's going to be my favorite year of the last decade, but
3: mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. there
0: have been some really good movies come out this year and we'll be recapping them, uh, after the end of the year. So. Yeah, get on there let us know what some of your favorite favorite movies were from these years and like what were you doing in these years like for us we were finishing high school doing college and becoming i, I air quote movie reviewers um yeah. i thought you were gonna and, say men well that too um my if i was interviewed the little bar underneath my name would say man slash movie reviewer and both uh. would be in air quotes um, <laughs> so for us, that heavily influenced like what what we were into, and I imagine the next decade we'll will have very different tastes um, than we did than we did for this year. So it's going to be interesting to see. But that's our version of the of the decade in recap. Um, but uh, let's let's keep let's keep things rolling on. Let's get to a movie that um, was mentioned during our breakdown here. Uh, Uh-oh. It's a movie. It's a movie Seth assigned for we missed the boat. Oh.
2: I'm on a boat AM! You're going to need a bigger
0: boat. Okay, so this is one that Jared hadn't seen either. And so we conversated and and we both... uh, Did you get around to seeing it, Jared?
1: You bet I didn't. (laughs) 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 So it's all you.
0: Well, I will will provide a... I will second-cess recommendation for this movie. Uh, I watched this just this morning. I watched Call Me By Your Name. And this... Oh, man, it's just a nice... It's just a nice movie. I think... I think I enjoyed it differently than how other people did, and I'll, I'll explain myself. So this, of course, is Timothy Chalamet, uh, who is an Italian teenager, and he falls for Army Hammer, who is an American who's spending the summer um, with Chalamet and his family. And so, <clears throat> was a big phenomenon that year. Got nominated for Best Picture. I think they were both nominated for their performances. And the first thing that I really liked about this movie was that. It had a unique look to it um, from the opening credits. It has this very unique, like, it feels like an old Italian movie. Like, they do all the aesthetics right from, not only from, like, the the way that they frame things and the way everything is colored, and obviously they get everything period accurate because it's set in the 80s, um, but the music that they use, the font that they use for, like, the, the subtitles and for the the titling in the beginning of it, it just, it feels like an old Italian already movie. Um, mm-hmm. And that was a, it was pleasant and it was happy. And the way, the other thing I noticed too, is the way that the way they shoot the action in this movie, there's, t- there's most of the time there's conversations going on while something else is happening. Like someone's cooking or riding a bike or people are walking and talking, or there's movement of other characters coming through the scene and exiting. And there was a lot of like really well choreographed blocking in this that made everything feel really kinetic and almost like a stage play. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed that part of it. Um, The performances are obviously really good. Army Hammer and Timothy Chalamet. This is the most exposure I've had to Timothy Chalamet. Uh, I really haven't seen many of his movies. I thought he did a really good job in this because he's got to do, he does like Scared and Innocent, but also he does a little bit of like manly take charge in this at Mm -hmm. a couple different times. And he does both pretty well. I like. I'm impressed by him. so i'm I'm on board with him as as everyone else in America seems to be. Uh, <laughs> Army Hammer was different in this movie than I expected him to be, just based on what I had heard. But I really enjoyed him. Um, he showed you don't often see a vulnerable Army hammer, uh, and he was at times in this. so that was interesting to get to watch. But I think so I really liked this because of the feel of it, um the aesthetic, and just the general, I started to be really, sh- really snobby, and I, I want to still say the thing I wanted to say, but I want you to know that I don't say this in regular fucking conversation. But the Janissaire of this movie, like just <laughs> whatever whatever quality this movie has, feels good to me, and that's what I liked about it. Now, obviously, at the center of the story is a coming of age story um, and a relationship between these two men. And I remember hearing the reviews of this movie being like, "It's such an intense love," and it's. It's uh, it's the passion and that that is what I love about this movie and for me that wasn't why I liked it I can see mm-hmm. that um, but it wasn't why I liked the movie but there is a nice story at the center of this about adolescence and growing up and finding your sexuality and um, it was all really pleasant but that that wasn't the thing that I enjoyed about the movie um, but there yeah there's a couple interesting scenes here that people like to talk about a lot
3: um, yeah and so it was
0: <laughs> it was interesting to finally see those scenes. And, mm-hmm. and get to you know form my own opinions of them, uh, but I really enjoyed this. There is a single scene right near the end of this movie. It's a conversation between Timothy Chalamet and his father, and it is oh god, is it's just choice. Like I just mm-hmm. I just love that little. It wasn't like overly. It wasn't one of those scenes where I'm just bawling from emotion or like I'm I'm really emotionally high. But just watching that scene take place, I was like, this is good fucking movie right here. Mm-hmm uh and so that that one scene really cemented in i was like this is a really good movie i recommend that people watch it so jared i will say when you get a chance go ahead and check this one out um and for me i liked it in a way that was different than how i expected to like it and so that was that was really fun so it was, th- it, was it was it was playing at the limits of my artiness in movies <laughs> um, you know with with the feeling that it creates it reminded me a little bit um it's a tough comparison but a phantom thread where like you can tell what you're watching is supposed to be prestigious,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: um, this took me to my limits to w- of which that is good. Um, and so on the whole this was this landed right in a nice little spot for me where it was I just really enjoyed it's not my favorite movie of all time, but I really enjoyed watching it. I'm glad I've seen it now.
2: yeah, it's good when it's good when uh you know stuff lands stuff lands perfectly on the whole, you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> right there uh, right there on the fart gate.
2: oh man right to breach the hole (laughs) yeah no i'm I'm glad i'm glad you enjoyed i know uh, a friend of the show Lindsay, was uh was urging you to watch it as well so Mm -hmm. um i I figured that's that was probably going to be what what you're going with but um no i'm glad you enjoyed it it uh was an interesting experience in the theater to watch this one it is very arty and and that type of thing and Some interesting moments in the movie, but overall, yeah, very, very good movie. I agree with you. Mm
0: -hmm. There's a, this one of those movies where I found myself just going, hmm, hmm. (laughs) Like Mm. a lot of the time in a good way, where I was like, yeah, okay, that's good art, Um, which I don't often do. So it was, that that felt really nice. And there's, I was, so there's a scene in here um, involving fruit. And (laughs) I knew you were going to (laughs) say that. And um, what's interesting about that is I remember hearing about it um, and everyone's talking about the peach. There's a scene with the peach, a peach, a peach, a peach. And one thing that was interesting, I watched this movie with my, uh, with my subtitles on. And it's, for one thing, it's not a peach, it's an apricot. And um, it's really important that it's an apricot because earlier in the movie, they have a discussion about, um, so they live on a farm. They farm apricots is is why they live where they do. And... Um, they have a discussion about the etymology of the word apricot. And it has a lot to do with Timothy Chalamet's character. Um, And so the apricot is way more meaningful than I think it's been reduced down to um, by the conversation around this movie. But that was an interesting thing that came out of watching the subtitles. And you can always get something extra out of the subtitles, I'm learning. Um, And I still don't prefer to have them on, but you you can occasionally catch some extra shit that you wouldn't have. Because in the scene that I'm talking about, when they're discussing it, they're bouncing back and forth between several languages and it's really hard to follow if you can't read it. And mm-hmm. so it provides a little bit of extra context to that scene that I think would have changed it for a lot of folks but, um, but I also understand why that's a scene everyone wanted to talk about.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that one gets a recommend and I am now, Seth, down to four movies on my list. Uh, you've alluded to at least one that you may be adding on. Are you gonna follow through with that promise from before?
2: Um, I don't know. Uh, I I I'm starting to. My list is running thin. I gotta start. Uh, I gotta start pulling pulling stuff out here. So, um, but I I think I'm gonna go with another uh, love story for a movie. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Crazy Rich Asians is one, but I'm gonna go with Chasing Amy instead.
0: Ooh. Okay. Good. Yes. Chasing Amy is one I've been meaning to watch for ages, and and never got around to. Somehow. Um, I'm most interested to see you. You've said, and I've heard from others that it ages okay. Uh, yeah, I haven't watched it in a so long time, so I don't see know how personally. It ages. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: we'll see. It'll be interesting to see if it if it does age well or not.
0: <laughs> have you seen this Jared?
2: I have not, unfortunately.
1: I know that I've I've gone to like I don't know if it's been on Netflix or something. I've almost clicked play probably ten times, and I just I don't know. I I feel like I got to be in a certain mindset for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't blame you for that. Um, so, chasing Amy. You just made the list. I'll be watching either, uh, what what else is on my list? I'll be watching either Chasing Amy, Toy Story 3, Fighting With My Family, Good Time, or Young Adult uh, to be reviewed in two weeks. So I've got a pretty nice list. I'm excited to watch all those. Uh, Seth, you're going to be reviewing one from your list next week. What are your options?
2: Uh, my options are Silence of the Lambs, Viva Vendetta, Eternal Sunsign, sun Sunshine <laughs> of the Spotless Mind, Thoroughbreds, and Burn after reading.
0: Man, that's a damn good list, man. That's a damn good <laughs> list. <laughs> Lots of good stuff coming down the pipe every week. Uh, Seth and I forcing each other to watch the watch the movies that we've we haven't for whatever reason. Uh, we do it every week. It's we miss the boat. Oh, I'm on a boat, AM!
3: you're gonna need a bigger boat.
0: All right, folks, uh, let's get on. We had a huge movie weekend uh, this past one, and and we've all seen a shitload of movies, so we got to get into a whole mess of reviews here. Let's do it. Mom, what do you think? I love it. I hated it. All right, so I'm, first of all, completely envious of at least one of the movies that you guys got to go see, so I'm excited to hear that one, but I think we'll save that one for a little bit later. I, I'll go ahead and start with one, um, and it's funny because, like, We've all seen all of these movies in different combinations. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see kind of, you know, how each of us thought differently about the same movies. Let's start with well, what I'm... Ass- Go ahead.
2: I I know one of them you mentioned I haven't seen.
0: Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So at least one of us, or at least oh, two okay. of us. I think what you're saying. At least two of yeah. us have seen all of these, I think. So yeah. let's, let's start with what I'm assuming is going to be the bottom of our barrel. Uh, I saw Charlie's Angels yesterday and oh man this movie is not good dude like i I came home and i immediately went to jared's review because i knew that i had seen it Uh, so i went on youtube at jared buckendall and uh watched your review and was really glad that you agreed because i was like either i'm in such a mood that i'm a total dick today or (laughs) this movie was made poorly and it's like elizabeth banks is out there saying like oh this movie didn't do well because men only want to see men do action movie and tried to make a feminist thing out of it and it's not it's 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 just badly made like the writing mm-hmm. is terrible the the action in this like the choreography seems like it was cool and interesting and i was into the it fights but the way they edited it was terrible yeah, um, And the editing all over this movie was terrible. Like you could see a guy, uh, someone get out of a car and then they cut and he's getting out of the car again. It was <laughs> s- like simple, like day one movie making stuff seemed like it was done wrong here. But the script for this was dreadful. And it did, I love Kristen Stewart. It made Kristen Stewart look so bad. And like an hate, idiot. that's why I hated that screenplay so much was because they tried to ruin Kristen Stewart for me. They can't do it, but they tried. This movie- was I can't re- recommend it to anybody. Not even this movie. Not even like oh the ladies are gonna love having a girls' night and going to see this. I don't even think they will. Honestly, well, this is just made thing, poorly.
1: That's the thing is, uh, I was uh, going to go. They had an early screening and it was like coined woman ladies' night out. Uh, they had it on a Wednesday down here, and I had been hearing it was getting bad reviews. Did my review on Thursday, and a lot of people commented on mine and said I was the first negative review they had heard. They really? were all excited because all of these people were giving it high praises, and I'm like, "Did I like the same reaction you had? Did I see the wrong movie because people were saying it was so good? It, it's it's a train wreck, man. <laughs> and I think that the reason was there this it 100% goes to the script, and it's no one was given personality. Mm-hmm. Yep. you you don't like these people that are essentially the three main characters of the movie.
0: It was like it was. God, I don't know what it was. And there's a lot of like, I think was this written by Elizabeth Banks? I think too. Yeah, and she did a screenplay. You could see a few points where she was like, "Okay, now we're gonna have a cute little breakout session where we're funny," and those scenes were so cringe-inducing, it made me want to hurl. Like they would <laughs> they would be <laughs> talking about role. the mission, and then they'd be like, "Oh, by the way, let's talk about Instagram now," or some or, or they would like try to wedge in like a feminist joke, but it was always the really obvious one. Like, why don't you smile more, honey? And yeah, that
1: felt so forced.
0: Oh my God. It was a lot. And, and I, I think back to like Captain Marvel because I shit on Captain Marvel a lot too. And and I always try to check myself in these situations and be like, okay, maybe this movie just wasn't made for me and that's fine. And if the, if la- the ladies want to go out and enjoy this and, and obviously it's great that they're represented in, and this is an action movie about women by women and all of that stuff. I think that's all great, but it was bad. And so to me, I hated this. Uh, maybe it's just not written for me. And it, this always makes me think, is Get Out really good? <laughs> or, <laughs> and, and yes, Get Out obviously is. But I always try to check myself because, yeah, there's probably a lot of women who had a blast of a time with their gal pals at this. And I don't want to reduce it to just that. That feels shitty to do. But other than that, other than being stoked about the representation and all of that, I don't, I don't see anything good about this at all.
1: Yeah. Also, I mean, even the like very, very end of the film where they're doing all of those like kind of montages, Ugh. just felt so like, what happened here?
0: And then the beginning of this movie, the beginning of this movie, Seth opens with nothing related to the plot, but just shows a bunch of of girls and women doing cool stuff. And then, yeah, and you then could really
1: cut the first fifteen minutes out.
0: Yeah. With no, like, it's this weird montage. It looks like a Tampax commercial. (laughs) It's just like, here's a girl kicking a soccer ball and here's a a woman military person running with a weapon. And then like a handful of other stuff that have, I I swear to you, nothing to do with the movie. And then, and it's got like this fucking poppy song behind it. That's really dumb. And then they say Charlie's angels and you haven't seen anything related to Charlie's angels yet. And then they start the movie. It was so weird. It was, It reminded me of the. you know, in Black Klansmen at the end where they show the news footage of the Charlottesville rally,
3: mm-hmm.
0: it was like that, but if it made no goddamn sense
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it was at the beginning, it was, that was weird to me. I was like, oh, here we go. And everything here was hammy and poor. I, we spent too long on it. <laughs> so <laughs> you'd recommend, I, I would, I, rec- I would recommend it to people who are blind and deaf <laughs>
2: I was gonna say, I think I, I, you know, I planned on, I have tickets reserved for, uh, you know, Black Friday. I have nothing else going on, so sounds like I need to buy two tickets then.
0: <laughs> this, um, uh, I mean, go see it if you want to hate watch something, but because it's sometimes it's entertaining in its crappiness. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's not a lot to grasp grasp onto here in terms of positivity good (laughs) yeah (laughs) um let's do let's see here what let's do one okay so jared you saw frozen 2 seth and i haven't seen it uh seth neither neither seth or i is uh neither seth nor i i should say is a fan of the first frozen uh but i know you've seen it and went to the second so what what did you think
1: So um, I actually caught Frozen, the original, after the fact. I mean, once it was this huge cultural phenomenon, you heard Let It Go on the radio all the time. Um, So this came out, the original came out six years ago. I personally thought that it was like, oh, man, are people still interested in seeing essentially a Frozen follow-up? But they do, from the story, they age it up very much, almost age-appropriate. So if you were a small child that loved the first one, This is almost age appropriate for you now. It's a little bit more darker. Um, I'm kind of surprised that the story did what it did because it expands the frozen world, the lore, um, a lot of aspects that I'm like, I didn't know that I even needed to know this, but I kind of appreciate what they did with it. Um, It's very much, you know, Anna and Elsa's story again. They're doing these certain things, and it's almost uh, the first one was uh, self identity. I feel like the message was almost. You know, everyone's different, but except that. This one's more about growing up and moving on with life. Um, Animation-wise, fantastic. Um, Story, I kind of appreciated not the best story. Um, The songs were entertaining. Unfortunately, it kind of had that weird thing where you're looking at Let It Go and you're waiting for that next big song from this movie, Mm -hmm. and none of them have that, I guess, grand scale, um, something that's going to catch on. Um, I made a joke in my review, one of the songs is literally called Lost in the Woods, and <laughs> it's just a guy lost in the woods. Um, y- you could have cut that whole song storyline, because there's the Kristoff character, he he sort of has this, you-, you see what his through line is for the movie, but halfway through they completely forget who he is, and then it goes back to where the movie began, um i mean if you're a fan of the original frozen you'll probably appreciate this one um if i had to compare the two i'm gonna say that the first one's a little bit better just because of that big grand scale of that song that was such a big big hit i guess um i i'm curious if they're going to keep pushing this franchise because there's a lot of i guess what they set up here there's a lot more to expand upon and it Mm. sets up a lot of stuff um I mean if you I'm gonna say go out and it's a fun movie if you have kids this is very much a kids family um the reason it's out right now you know Thanksgiving I could see everyone going out and checking this movie out with their family um personally again it's almost like you said for Charlie's Angels this isn't made for me but I've I thought it was a fine movie
0: Mm -hmm. yeah so you mentioned that and it's been what 6 years since the first frozen so i think yep. you talked about the the themes change a little bit but did it did it feel like this grew up with its audience a little bit
1: yeah because i think i don't think in the movie it specifically says timeline wise but you can tell that the two main characters anna elsa and even kristoff they're all aged up i think they even it was probably 5 years later Um, because at the, at at the end of the first one, she becomes queen and this one, she's very much, um, established in that role, running the kingdom and whatnot. So I think it almost was like, Hey, this movie came out six years ago. This movie is aged five years, um, Mm -hmm. in that world.
0: I do like when they do that. That's, that's nice. I, yeah, this frozen is something I may eventually come back around to, but just haven't, uh, never, never picked it up. So maybe someday that's a double feature that I'll, that I'll enjoy, but, um. we'll see okay did anyone
1: see 21 bridges
0: i did yes okay and uh neither of you guys did though no no okay so here's the thing about 21 bridges uh it's dope (laughs) uh (laughs) i really liked it and i went in so the um the reviews for this are not are not crazy high Um, it's like
1: 40 ish i think yeah, yeah 40
0: 45 on rotten tomatoes and i think that's i think that's low i i do so um Do you guys, I'm trying to think of a movie to compare this to. Um, So this, if you don't know, is Chadwick Boseman and he plays a detective who is hot on the trail of two, uh, two robbers who shot and killed like seven or eight cops. And so he's like, got the pressure on him to go catch these guys. And he's being encouraged just to kill them, um, because they killed these cops. So he closes down the entire Island of Manhattan. So no one can get off. And he's got, you know, like a night to go catch these guys in Manhattan. And it's, it's just a good, like the, okay. So if you think back to like the nineties and like a cop movie in the nineties, right? Where you've got some bad guys and you follow them a little, you have, for some reason, our protagonist is a special cop, some sort of detective who's really good at his job or whatever, and he'll do whatever it takes, and he's got his system of values that he sticks to, and there's some twists and turns with the plot, not everyone's who they say they are, and then, you know, they nab the bad guy and blah blah blah. Um, just like standard operating procedure for a good cop action movie from like the nineties. That's exactly what this is. And it was refreshing because it didn't, this movie never really tried to be more than that. It was simple and to the point, And I really dug it for that. Um, it's not crazy long. It's like a hundred minutes, maybe. Um, Chadwick Bozeman is really cool in this. It's, it's interesting seeing him speak with this American accent, um, because I'm I'm so used to him now as as uh, T'Challa, but he does a really good job as kind of the stoic by the book cop, totally clean cop and um, he he's serviceable as that. it doesn't demand a lot of him. Uh, you know there's not any crazy emotive screaming scenes or anything like that. and that's really the case for for everyone in this. but it's got a strong plot uh, and the action in here is really strong too. and so it's it's not anything that I'm going to be like, you must go see this now. But like, if you're in the move mood for an action cop movie, this is totally good. Like I would put it in the B range if I had to, like it's, it's just solid. Like it sounds like I don't have a lot of good to say about it, but it just, I don't, you know, it's, it's good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, The action is in here. JK Simmons has a really interesting, uh, interesting role in this. So it was good to see him again. Um, Number of other actors that you've kind of seen in little, in little bits and, There's some interesting thoughts and questions raised, um, around law enforcement in this movie that are really good, but not ham handed, um, as other movies have been. So like I walked out of this movie and was like, yeah, that was dope. (laughs) And then I went home. So I, I if you, if you find yourself at the theater and you're like, I have to see something, but nothing is screaming out to me. I would encourage you in that situation. If you've got a couple of time hours to kill, go see 21 bridges. I think people are going to dig it
1: i was i was kind of curious about that because i think originally didn't they move it a couple months
0: yeah they moved it and they retitled it because at one point it was called oh, 19 really? bridges yeah it was called 19 bridges at one point and then they changed it to 21 are you serious yeah i don't you know joking? if i don't know if the two new bridges got built but um
1: are you shitting me right now no i'm not really
0: it was 19 bridges huh. at one point i don't know why but um but yeah then they pushed it back and it's interesting that it came out during this weekend because there's so many as we're going to get into. There's some great fucking movies coming out right now. Yep. And this isn't this isn't one of those, but it's still very like if this came out in February, you would really dig it.
2: <clears throat> and
0: there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> so Seth said something to the effect of I'll, I'll decide whether or not to see it based on your review. I would recommend it. I think I, no one I think is going to hate this movie. It's not going to be the, the best movie you saw this year, but, but um, I think everyone will like it. I'd be surprised to hear someone say it stunk. I, I don't know why mm-hmm. you would. Other than that, it's not it's not crazy ambitious, but not every movie has to be.
1: No, it. I mean, it sounds like it's just like kind of by the book, like fun, fun going. You know what you're getting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely.
2: And there you have it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We uh we start to get into I I think at this point a, a higher echelon of movies cuz there was some really good stuff that came out this
2: Charlie's day. Angels again. Yeah.
0: Um let's go next. Let's do Knives Out next. I'm I'm excited to hear you guys' thoughts. So oh, nice. there were there were early access screenings of Knives Out um this past weekend. So we've all seen it early um but the official release will happen I believe on the same day. Well, actually, it's out now as of, as of the release it? of this podcast. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's out. You can go see it. Um and I've been talking a lot recently, so I'll kick it probably Seth to you for your thoughts on it, but this movie is really fucking good. I I thought it was a blast.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good time. Um I mean, I think the first thing that sticks out is the cast in this one. The the they cast really well. There's a lot of um a, a lot of actors who play well in character roles where they they all the, it seemed like all these actors are having a blast in this movie. Um, Daniel Craig I think is the the first one um mm-hmm. we're, We were talking last night. He plays a he has like a similar kind of like accent or you know that type of thing to Joe Bang, so from <laughs> Logan Lucky. So we're lo- looking for maybe a Bangiverse, a mm-hmm. Joe Bangiverse. Yep, I can um, show you the Bangiverse. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's great as the detective. I can't remember his name in this one, but he, he's the main detective in this, and and uh, he he's chewing up all the scenery in this. He's great. um Tony Collette was a standout for me in this one. After seeing her in. Uh, Hereditary play like she, at one point in Hereditary, she's on a ceiling banging her head, and then this one, she's playing like a Cali girl who, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, is like this this uh, you know rich rich snobby you know like just very oh my god type of thing. Which, which it took is me a really full
0: weird. it took me a full hour to get used to that. I kept expecting really? her to freak out or or try to kill me or something.
2: <laughs> yeah, start someone. Uh, it,
0: it was strange for me because that's really all I know her in, but yeah, she was dope as a yeah. character.
2: She was great. Uh, Chris Evans getting to play kind of off type from definitely an opposite of Captain America. Uh, he mm-hmm. was great. And then I can't remember the actress's name, but she played the sister on Gem- righteous gemstones, Judy gemstone. She's the, like the servant Fran or whatever. Um, I, she is, she is, I love her so much. She makes me laugh at everything she does, but, um, she, uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but do you, do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. She she always makes me laugh. She's great, but and and that I mean just the entire cast in general. The 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 maid for the family or the e. nurse for the family. Edie Patterson. Okay, yes. Um, the uh, the nurse for the family who's who plays a major role in the movie, kind of like the main character after you get about twenty to thirty minutes into the movie. Um, yeah, just overall the entire family cast well. A very funny movie, uh, and that's due to the cast. I think is it, just a lot of great one line quips here and there. Um, a lot of good situational moments that are funny. Um a a mystery that in, in terms of the movie, because it's a who done it mystery, murder mystery movie, um, it takes an, a weird turn kinda in the middle mm-hmm. where it you know, you, you don't it seems like maybe there's not a movie. You, <laughs> you don't expect it to go the way that it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then it kinda you know, it comes back around. But it's it's interesting. So um I think that is different take on the whodunit thing and and that would be my probably my main issue is that it does in the middle for me i kind of lost a little bit of interest um just because i was like okay i don't understand and not in a way, <laughs> not in a way of like i'm trying to figure it out i'm just like okay what is this movie doing now so mm-hmm. i was just kind of kind of out of it for a bit but once it comes back around i'm i'm fully back into it um but in terms of like you know the Who Done It part of it i I didn't really necessarily know who it was until the end, which is good. So that that it, that was a good execution on that part. Ryan Johnson does a, a really good job in this movie overall. So um, it's one that I, I would definitely rec- recommend, uh, especially over Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, I think it's a, and it's not it's not too like. I know they they cut down some of Chris Evans swearing, so they didn't make it a rated R movie. It's PG thirteen. So I think it's a it's a movie that's like not too. Like graphic or language enough where, like, you know, not not a young kid could go to, but, you know, a young teenager could go to and Mm -hmm. and enjoy this one too.
0: Yeah, PG 13 is perfect rating, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had some like 15 year olds behind me talking the entire goddamn time and they sounded Mm -hmm. like they were having fun. So um, at least they enjoyed it. We'll We'll talk
1: about people talking in movie theaters later.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I thought this was exactly what they set out to do. Like Mm -hmm. they, they made it pretty funny. They made the mystery really compelling. Now I'm never, I've never been one of those kind of people that's like, okay, let's see if I can figure it out. I I never do that. And I didn't Mm -hmm. do that here either. Um, so like if you, if you are one of those people, you'll have fun trying to figure out what's going on because what Seth is alluding to is, uh, and I, I don't think this is much of a spoiler, but essentially, uh, relatively early in the movie, you know, pretty much what happened. And Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's how the people deal with that, that becomes a big part of the last third of this movie. And so you would think at that point, you're like, Oh, the mystery has gone. But then Mm -hmm. the mystery becomes, okay, now what's gonna happen. And if you're if you're willing to ride all of those waves throughout and not get um, wrapped up in like, figuring it out, then this movie does a really good job of carrying you through and introducing information as it's as it's timely. Um, so in terms of like the mystery aspect of it, I thought it was perfect. Like I was surprised at every point they wanted me to be, um, you know, and it has a really satisfying conclusion. Um, this was, yeah, it, it seems like Ryan Johnson sat down one day and was like, I'm going to write and direct a really good Who It," And then he did mm-hmm. exactly that. Um, mm-hmm. Jared, I think you have maybe said in the past that you are a big fan of Clue. And I yes. I know this yep. is a movie that draws a lot of inspiration kind of from that, and they even reference it a bit in the movie. I don't know Clue as well, but um, from from what I do know about it, it seems similar and on the on the same level of of quality as a classic like that one.
1: Yeah, I would almost say that this is exactly like the new generation's Clue. Um, in Clue, you know, you're given each uh, each character is a ridiculous like stereotype, and they kind of allude to that a little bit. You know, they're very like. Flamboyantly dressed, they're they each kind of have their own like gimmick, mm-hmm. and I mean, adding on top of what all of you guys uh, had said, you know, the the characters are really fun. They each have their own little time to stand out. The the banter between them is what written so well. um Even the oh shoot, I was gonna say some oh uh he do, Johnson does a really f- cool thing with perspective almost because. When each character is being interviewed, there's st- everyone's going to have a different perspective. And mm-hmm. it plays out that way where maybe two people are doing X in one story and then in the next story, it's not those two people. Mm-hmm. Um, and he played with that a little bit, which I thought was really cool because I'm like, okay, throughout this whole movie, it's going to be this way. It's going to be almost misdirect. You don't know who's telling the truth. You don't know what's happening. My only negative is... Yeah, absolutely, what you guys had, or Seth had said. I was very excited. I, I think I was almost too excited for this film. And then when it got to this, this I guess, midpoint, some of my excitement and intrigue went away. But the overall, I mean, the ending very much lands. Um, it's just the the structure, I wasn't, expe- I guess it was unexpected. That was the only thing that I had a problem with.
0: Mm-hmm. Which I think you I think you have to do right if you're yeah, truly going to yep. set yourself apart you've got to play with the format a little bit and they do that here I think to good effect, um, but yeah there there is a certain amount of expectation that comes with it being a whodunit that I that this, its circumvention of that expectation might throw people off and cause them to not like this, mm-hmm. um but, and,
1: and like you how you how you had mentioned you're not one of those people that sits there and tries to figure it out you're along for the ride. I love mysteries because I want to f- I want to be smarter than the movie <laughs> and I think that that's what threw me off is it it almost it, I I don't want to ruin anything Right. it wasn't yeah exactly it it wasn't what I expected that's basically it
0: mm-hmm. I agree with Seth though. I think everyone is going to like this. Um, mm mm-hmm. Mhm. It it's shoots kind of straight down the middle in terms of what people enjoy. There's some different types of comedy. I think everyone will find some jokes in here that they enjoy. I was in a pretty full theater and there was a lot of moments where the entire crowd was laughing, which was pretty, pretty <laughs> fun. Um, and a couple of gasps midway in, you know, which, uh, you know, this is a fun one to go to the theater and watch. As long as you don't have yeah. dickheads talking right behind you, um, this is a fun, especially for the holiday weekend, I think folks are going to enjoy going to this with with a group of folks. Um okay I can wait no longer um and, and unless you guys have more to say about knives out
1: nope
0: okay um, I definitely go see it We have to talk about a beautiful day in the neighborhood
1: <laughs> oh man I forgot about this one
0: <laughs> <laughs> um so Seth and I were talking um the other day and he said uh that he liked it and that Jared was crazy high on it and um, and he said, "I expect Cody that you'll land somewhere in the middle. Nope, I'm with Jared. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this oh, I can't this movie um was how really, many times did you cry? I started crying about forty minutes into this movie and never stopped like I can't <laughs> I can't count I, I guess I cried one time, but it was for ninety minutes. um this movie <laughs> like tapped direct like you know how you stick stick that thing in a tree and the syrup starts coming out um yeah this this movie did that except it was with my emotions and i i don't the the music and tom hanks specifically and his voice um it immediately cut right into my deepest shit and i don't i think if if um I think most of what I enjoyed about that, this movie was that it took me on this emotional ride. That was crazy. And, um, from a, from a, a plot standpoint and a, like what literally happens in this movie, um, it's, it's relatively basic. Uh, it's, it's mm-hmm. this reporter that goes to interview, uh, Fred Rogers and the reporter is at a troubling time in his life. And Fred Rogers helps him. Is essentially all that happens. Um, so it's not so much about Mister Rogers as I think some people may have expected. It's got a narrative, but to me, the plot and the narrative of this movie never mattered. And like so, every time, every time Mister Rogers was talking to the main character, the way that they shot him in this f- made me feel like he was talking to me. And I think that's why I was so into this movie because every time Tom Hanks was looking into the camera, I was like, oh God, Tom Hanks is talking to me or more (laughs) accurately, Mr. Rogers is talking to me. He is incredible as Mr. Rogers. You see a little bit of him. um, You can see, you see a little bit of the actual Mr. Rogers uh, in the end credits of this movie and you can kind of see side by side how well he did to affect his speech and his movement. So Hanks is a shoe in, I think for best actor nominee at least. Um, it, and but, actually,
2: it sounds like it'll be best supporting. He'll, that's what he they're going uh, oh, okay. wow, for.
0: If it's supporting, I'll be shocked if he doesn't win it. Um, right. Yeah. But he was incredible. And then everything they did with the mechanics of this movie, the the aesthetic, the sound, uh, they did some interesting things stylistically to make it look like a. Lo- it looked like a really long episode of Mister Rogers' Neighborhood, which was cool. <laughs> Every mm-hmm. choice they made in this, I thought, was dope. the The one problem people might have with it, and Seth, I think this may have been what you were hinting at that maybe prevented you from getting over the top on it is that the plot here doesn't do a lot for me, but it mm-hmm. got, it got so under my emotions that I, I was like, Oh fuck. I, it was a whole experience for me.
2: Yeah. See my, my, I agree with a lot of what you said. I mean, Hank's from second one on screen disappears into Mr. Being Mr. Rogers. Like there, there was never a second where I thought that's Tom Hanks. I thought that's Mr. Rogers. And I thought I was watching his life mm-hmm. on screen. Um, and that's the stuff I absolutely loved about the movie was Tom Hanks, and anytime he's on the screen, I didn't love Matthew Rhys uh, as the what's his name, Larry, something like that. Um,
0: the report, I yeah, remember. I don't, I don't remember.
2: Yeah, um, but anyway, I didn't love him. I that the story around him and the reason I, it's a, you know a father thing, something with his father. Um, I won't go any, any more into it, but you know, it's it's a strange relationship with father and. For me, I've seen that done better in other places, and with, for me, I I just didn't like. I think that could have been overcome with someone I I was more interested in watching. And Matthew Reese is not someone I was interested in watching. I did like his wife though. His wife is Beth on This Is Us, and she is awesome. I love her so much. Um, But uh, she wasn't like amazing in the movie. Like she she did fine in the movie, but I just love her as an actress. She's she's great. but yeah, the I mean the the aesthetic, the way it felt like it was shot back in the in the '90s, and you know using the the cars and all the sets and stuff from Mister Rogers, and uh, you know getting to see behind the scenes of Mister Rogers. We, Jared and I were talking. There's you get to see Mister Rogers do the, and I even said Mister Rogers. You see Tom Hanks yeah, do yep. do the do the puppet behind with Daniel Tiger and and all that stuff. And you know I didn't even know until I saw the documentary last year that he did the voices for all those puppets. Mm-hmm. And so, like seeing in this movie him actually do it, like that was really cool. So there's definitely scenes here, like there's some amazing scenes, some some really good um, like ro- uh, footage he'll have for his Oscar, uh you know, nominations and stuff like that. But for me, the movie as a whole, I didn't love. I liked. Uh, you know, it's really well done. And and you know, there's there's portions of this movie that are amazing to me, but that. There's a section for about, in the middle for about twenty to thirty minutes with it's all just Matthew Reese and his life. And there isn't Mr. Rogers really on the screen at all. And that's when I just kinda it lost the flow for me. It lost that that interest that it had been building and I, I got bored. And so when Rogers came back on the screen, I was like, Okay, this is great, but you know, I, I really lost interest and didn't care about the story in that thirty minutes. So that's my main complaint, but I know others aren't gonna have that. So most most people love this movie. So mm-hmm. I, I get it. Yeah, after thinking
1: about it, I guess walking out of the movie, I mean, I was very high on it. I was very emotional. Uh, Tom Hanks is incredible and almost eerily, he's just the cadence, the the silence, the pauses in his voice were mm-hmm. so well calculated that it, it's it's weird because like you had mentioned, it, it's like seeing Mr. Rogers mm-hmm. on the screen. Um, I guess yeah, kind of almost leaning a little bit into what Seth said. I I thought it would be more Mr. Rogers. I thought it was almost going to be his, he he's, and, and I'm glad that they're going for supporting because he is not really the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, When he is on screen, he steals every scene yep. and it is, it is phenomenal, but yeah, it's, it's not really his movie.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- I think that might've, that that's you saying that like for me, maybe if they did have cast someone that someone else in there that could go toe to toe with Hanks or at least kind of, to me, like I didn't think Reece, Matthew Reese is bad, but he didn't do anything interesting to me. It just seemed like guy, you know, <laughs> like that's yeah. that's to me what it seemed like he was playing. So if you have someone in there uh, that that can really hold his own on the screen, along with Mr. Rogers, because Matthew Reese has primarily been a TV actor, and so for him to to come in this and TV, you know, is what it is now, but it's still like Tom Hanks is a name, you know, a huge name, and so for I feel I feel like that this would have been better cast with someone who you know has a name established or someone who is more of an upcoming movie actor right now i don't i don't know i think for me i just didn't really care about that storyline so Mm -hmm. but everything else is well done i i was thinking about it like so ford v ferrari is a movie that doesn't do anything special right but everything that they do in that movie is expertly done Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: that's why i love that movie so damn much with with this like again this is a movie we we've seen a lot of parts in before we've seen a lot of this movie is 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 you know Not not necessarily an original thing, but not everything to me was expertly done. A lot of it was, but not everything, and that's why I didn't love this movie as I did something as much of like as I did Ford v Ferrari.
0: So I think one one thing about the uh, Matthew Reese's character, the um, the reporter that I liked. So and we talk about this. uh, We've talked about this often in the past. Seth and I is that Seth goes to a movie and watches the characters do what they're doing, and oftentimes because I have just way more self-interest than anyone ever should, um, yeah. <laughs> I watch a movie and I I think of myself as the protagonist, right? And in this movie specifically, because he was, I mean, you're right. He's a, he's a relatively flat character with a story you've heard before and it's nothing really shocking. Um, I think because he was such a, he was an easy character to kind of, surrogate for the audience that I think it's, it makes it so much easier for you to skip him entirely and connect directly with Rogers when he's on screen, because in mm-hmm. those like the scenes where they're talking to each other, it didn't mm-hmm. matter what, for what it's, it, I don't know, maybe, maybe he's got something with the frequency of his voice or just the way he, he looks into the camera, but I, no matter what they were, they could have been talking about football and Tom Hanks would have made me cry in this. I don't know what <laughs> it just started happening. And, um, and I couldn't stop, and so I think that the the people I I would wager that the people who think that this movie is truly something special and and really great is that is what they're doing, um, because to 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 both of your points, it's not in and of itself as a movie as a narrative, it, it does it's not crazy special, I don't think so, but it's it's that ability to to get the get the lessons out of it and hear what he has to say in this i think that's what Mm -hmm. makes it special there's um (laughs) there is a moment in this movie um and i always talk about like people always are talking about like whether you should go to the theater or whether you should be at home and watching movies and i always point out like a few like moments in movies that make me say like you have to go to the theater to watch movies like um, Seth and I always talk about, uh, the Han Solo's big moment in the force awakens and being in a packed theater for that. Um, mm-hmm. we were all in packed theaters for end game and you have Captain America and the hammer and you're like, not only am I watching something really awesome on screen happen, but like, I'm a part of this group of people who's going through this thing right now. And we're always going to remember this for one reason or another. And it's like an experience mm-hmm. that you're part of as a group of people. And that's really philosophical, but that's why I love going to the movie theater And there's a moment in this movie that might be the most that that I've ever been a part of. Um, And I don't even want to say anything about it, but I think you guys know what I'm talking about, Um, Mm -hmm. where Fred is teaching a lesson to the main character. And everyone in my like, I've never heard such perfect silence and then heard so many sniffles. (laughs) <laughs> um, and it was perfectly done. Tom Hanks is absolutely just crushing you in in a moment that takes place and um it was something that i will not soon forget being in a group of people that big and going through that specific thing together and no matter what else happened in the other 100 minutes of that movie this movie will always be something that i love because of that one thing specifically and maybe that's not fair and that's not truly objective film review but that's why like when i say this movie is one of my top tens i doubt it's going to get shaken from that and it's specifically for fred for tom hanks and for that moment and a couple other ones like it Um, throughout the movie so like this one this one got deep down into me and unlocked some shit and it was really cool (laughs) I can't even talk about it without starting to cry Um, (laughs) I don't know (laughs) I'll be fine though Um, so yeah that movie was dope Um, yeah I I just want to watch Tom Hanks do that more often that or I'm just going to start going back and watching old episodes of fucking Mr. Rogers Neighborhood Um, (laughs) anyway anyway That's Mr. Rogers. People are going to dig it. Go see it. Um, Everyone should see it, I think, because there's a lot of lessons to take out of there. Um, Anyway, I'm going to stop. Tell me about the other movie you guys saw, you pieces of shit.
2: (laughs) Pieces of shit, wow. Yeah, you fuckers, because you got to see this. (laughs) I sense a little jealousy on this one. Uh. (laughs) No. We saw a movie you didn't see. (laughs) We saw uh, Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Spoiler. <laughs> oh, no, I lost my earphone.
1: They introduced dinosaurs. What? Yeah, spoiler, space dinos. Space Are they going to pay
0: your way through college?
1: <laughs> hey, I think we found a space dinosaur.
2: <laughs> no, we saw a movie dropping. Uh, well, it'll be out when this post on Netflix um, this week, The Irishman, which is uh, season one of the of the sh- the show The Irishman, uh, it's about three episodes, and, and uh, yeah, it's an it's a joy to get through to binge. No, it, it is very long, three and a half hours. Uh, it's a thick movie. It, it is very thick with two C's, and uh, and so th- this is one that's been talked about for a long time. Of course, it's Scorsese, it's De Niro, it's Joe Pesci, it's Al Pacino, it's the the. Uh, facial de-aging. facials <laughs> they had facial. a lot of facials in this movie a very very good facial movie <laughs> uh, but no the de-aging and all, the amount of money they spent on this movie and overall for the movie the, the story so uh de niro is the star of this movie he is the 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 story it comes from him he, you know he kind of tells it at the end of his life when he is very old and in, an, in a retirement home and so He's telling the story of his life and his involvement within the mob, specifically around Jimmy Hoffa. Jimmy Hoffa is played by Al Pacino. Um, the Joe Pesci plays kind of like a, just an overall being in this world. Um, He's—I don't remember his name—but he's basically involved in like every mall mob dealing, and he's kind of his own interest. But he is, but he makes a lot of decisions and what happens in this world, and so um, that's the first French trick friendship that struck in is between De Niro and Pesci and you, you see their kind of the beginnings and, and that De Niro is really a trusted person in this world. He, he does anything he's asked. He's basically the right hand man, the hired gun for a lot of, you know, for some of these bigger mob people, that's where Jimmy Hoffa comes into play with Al Pacino. And so he really becomes more anything else, more than anything else, Hoffa's right hand man. And so the story revolves mostly, I mean, a good chunk of the three eight three and a half hours is around uh, Hoffa's and, and De Niro's or Pacino's and De Niro's friendship. And it becomes kind of this buddy movie with a lot of mob stuff in between. And um, you really, really get a sense of, of their friendship in this movie and how much they do mean to each other. And um, that's the thing that I, I did love about this movie because I didn't really know what to expect going in. I just knew it's a mob movie, and but I didn't know anything really surrounding it. I didn't know the story. And to see that, it was really more of a buddy movie with some funny moments in there. You know, Cersei does have his comedic moments in in a lot of his movies, and, and there isn't any uh, lack of that in this one. Um, great performances overall, and I think the question that people have is the, the you know, the, the CGI, the, the uh, de-aging. And all of it's done very, very well. There's only one scene that, and I think people have talked about it uh, out there, there's a scene where De Niro is beating the shit out of a guy. He's kicking him and hitting him and stuff. Um, It's younger De Niro, but you can tell he's as old as he is in this because of that.
1: But the thing is, like, you don't notice from the facial recognition, de-aging. You just notice from the movement because you can tell that it's an older man making these movements.
2: Yeah, and they they have him sitting a lot in the movie. They have him in a car a lot in this movie. So they, they do, like, minimize the moments where you see him moving. But there is a scene specifically where you'll see it where he's beating the hell out of a guy. And you're like, oh, man, that's an seven-year-old person in a that's in senior citizen
1: getting his uh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) bust hole (laughs) but uh yeah that that's really about it though but i mean this is scorsese this is de niro i mean this this is exactly what you would expect in terms of just like quality and getting that mob feel they capture this goes through several decades of course um i think believes it starts in the 50s and goes from there and they capture all of the aesthetics super well. The vehicles, the the, the music that they use, um, all of the sets and everything is very, very, you know, the, the attention to detail for Sc- Scorsese is, is always great and nothing less here. Um, I mean, that's just a great movie. All the performances are amazing. All very, very well done. Very long, but for me, I never really dragged. I never had a moment where I was checking my watch. Um, the only thing that really you know kind of had me wondering what how much time was left was the idiots behind us who were talking um (laughs) oh my god yeah do not one if you're going to a movie theater just
1: don't talk i understand (laughs) that you might have questions but guess what they're going to be answered in the
2: next scene yeah they that's what they were doing they were like oh i you know i wonder how this is going to affect that or like what's going on here or you know stuff like that like who's that guy yeah and it's it was this old couple like 67 year old couple who literally before the movie starts said it said, uh we can watch this in a couple of days on Netflix. You should have done it then and not come to the theater yeah. <laughs> you would have had all your questions answered. Oh, drove me nuts. But even with all that, for me, this is definitely if you're a fan of any of like Scorsese, De Niro, fan of mob movies, you know, you, this is going to be an Oscar nominee for sure. Um any any of those reasons for you to see it. Definitely see it worth the long run time i'd i'd probably encourage watching it all at once just because it is a very fluid story Mm -hmm. and there's really not a good spot to be like oh pause here to watch like to me this is something you should watch all in 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 its entirety unless you have to pee of course but well
1: and see that's the thing is like i i i was dying of having to take a piss at the end but again like you just said there is not really a good time uh-huh. to just kind of walk away i mean yeah. at home you're gonna have the the ability to pause mm-hmm. um which i'm sure a lot of people are gonna do but yeah, yeah very much like stay in this world don't like watch yeah. half walk away and come back the next day yeah. Yeah,
2: exactly yeah it's and there is i mean to the point of the moron elderly people behind us. Um, there is a lot going on. I mean, there's a lot of characters that come in and out. Uh, Bobby Cannavale is, is, has a great uh, role in this movie where he comes in and out. Sebastian Maniscalco, the, the yep. stand-up comedian, has a small little role for about Ray, 20 minutes. Ray Romano has Ray, a pretty prominent role. Yep. No yeah, sure. there, so there's a there is a lot of like interesting little bits and pieces, but there's a lot of characters coming in and out. So it is hard to keep track and then when you have someone behind you asking the same question you can't pay attention to what's on the screen and
1: and i think that that was my problem was it might have been the fact that they were they took me out of the movie a little bit plus Mm -hmm. we went to a theater that's very art housey um some of the sound from the theater over was bleeding Mm -hmm. in um so i feel like i might actually re-watch this just to pick up things i missed but yeah, they are, you were given a lot of characters mm. and trying to juggle them. Um, also, everyone looks the goddamn same to me yeah. <laughs> um, because they're all mobsters, all the same hairstyles, wearing the same outfits. Yeah. Um, but that I think that that might be the one thing you pay, pay attention in this mm-hmm. movie. Do not pick up your phone. Do not try to get distracted yep. because there's a lot of things. And one maybe small minor role from a character actually plays a big role into a lot of the stuff that maybe happened before or happens after. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's and, and it's very you know it's a political it's a mob movie so it's political very political so there's a lot of that go- you know political maneuvering that you have to pay attention to otherwise you might not know why certain motives are happening mm-hmm. so um, and and they do you know they'll they'll kind of explain it you know later on or you can figure it out by just watching but if you want to know what's going on in the moment you have to pay attention well so.
1: and another thing is this covers you know a good what 50, 40 years fifty Some, years nineteen yeah, fifties like to I don't even know nineteen ninety nine maybe. Mm-hmm um also having a sense of sort of history in the united states too mm-hmm. plays into a lot of the stuff because they do touch on like you said political dealings they deal mm-hmm. with uh essentially what's happening in what the new england area i mean new jersey new york mm-hmm. that whole area at that time well then
2: it's also chicago yeah it's a big yep. part of it yeah so there's there's a lot of movement in the movie um it's it's it's, it's very well done i mean i wouldn't say it's Scorsese's best I mean for me Wolf of Wall Street is my favorite and and it's going to be tough to beat that one but this is very very well done I think this is a return to form for the mobster side of Scorsese's I like this better than The Departed I think Um, so for for me I I I like this a lot and I, I would absolutely recommend this for again any of those reasons check check it out on netflix this yeah
1: week. i i think i i would absolutely recommend too i understand that that three and a half hour runtime is going to be very unattractive for a lot of people
3: mm-hmm.
1: um even looking at it oh why didn't they cut some out why didn't they make it shorter mm-hmm. i don't i didn't see maybe maybe a total of five minutes you could have taken mm-hmm. out i didn't see any stuff that was filler
2: yeah i think scorsese puts you know a lot of the the shots and different things in there for a reason there, there are some like a lot of running like a lot of the like one shot take things like that like just a lot of a lot of shots that are slow and, and and that type of thing but they're done for a reason and same thing with like a lot of silences used in this movie with like robert de niro some of the just the the breaks in there mm-hmm. uh to show to show some of the emotion and so i don't think there's much you could cut out this is probably my favorite bobby d too he, he is he is he carries this movie it's his movie and he is great it took to me a second to
0: arrive at Bobby D y- y- yeah I did too I was like, guess
2: I guess you guys know each other on the first <laughs> basis.
1: Um, yeah you really threw off where I was gonna, what I was gonna <laughs> say next um it does it, the way he structures it too is the it, it's very well like you know how you said someone's talking then it kind of flashes back to what happened um i love the structure of that and then also he does this fun thing where i think he even knew as making the film that there's a crap ton of characters Mm -hmm. you get almost like these pop-ups telling you who this character is too um so that's very appreciated and Mm -hmm. it's just text but you can tell that there's humor in the text yeah oh yeah
2: it's done for a lot of it's done for comedic effect and uh yeah, up front, too, it does take a minute to know where you're at in terms of the the life of of Frank. I think his name is is De Niro's character because it does even from just the beginning it jumps back and forth in terms of mm-hmm. his de aging. Just not only just like past and present. There's like because they go through several decades, so you can they de age him way far back. They de age him. Um, than to like when he's in his fifties, thirties, thirties, you know, it's all over And that yep. up in the front too. It does kind of jump on some of that. So, um, a little, again, a little distracting, a little, um, I'm trying to think of the word, um, kind of like gets your bearings off. Uh, yeah. but I, I would say the only, like I had a,
1: problem or two you know kind of knowing what stage of life he was in but mm-hmm. you can tell from the style the uh, the vehicles mm-hmm. the buildings uh basically the geographical layout of the film mm-hmm. you can use that as a guideline too of how times have changed as well
2: and they clear that up by the end too like all that stuff even though it's discombobulating is maybe the word i was looking for up mm-hmm. front um they clear that up all by the end you know what's going on by the end so um well made very well made very well done Definitely a must-watch.
1: Do I got a question for you? Do you think that this will land in one of the top uh, best picture nominations? Easily, one hundred percent. I was
2: I was curious. Not a chance it misses. Not. I mean, it's you knew we could all said that a year ago when they announced (laughs) it that it was going to be you know or two years ago when they announced it that it was going to be a best picture. So yeah, I think Scorsese gets nominated. I think uh, the movie does. Probably Robert De Niro, Pacino. uh, I didn't even talk about that. Pacino is uh, as Jimmy Hoffa awesome he is he is great and
1: and another thing i know that people have kind of been uh he's in other films Mm -hmm. he's very uh out there um loud he's very subdued in this i mean he when he has to be out there he is yeah uh, but that's the
2: character and what the character is dealing with at that time exactly so yeah no it's this is gonna this is gonna have a lot of awards i wouldn't be surprised if this is the top award um nominee at least like the most nominations um, when, when you know they always talk about that, with, like Shape mm-hmm. of Water, like thirteen nomination, like mm-hmm. this will be probably that this year. Do you think,
1: because we're in the movie realm, taking this from the perspective of a casual person at home streaming, mm-hmm. is this going to be an attractive film for those people?
2: This will get more than it would in the theaters, I think. Okay. for sure.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. That's that's an interesting thing, and I, I'm excited to see it, especially at home. Uh, I'm probably going to make a big to do about like getting all my house dark and. Turning yeah, like turn your phone off. Yep. Cranking up the sound and stuff when I do because I want to be in that. But it'll be interesting to see how it does and how the response is because it's on Netflix. Everyone I've heard come out of a theater, uh, everyone that I follow has has really enjoyed it. Um, but it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see how the how the home crowd uh, weighs in. But I agree with Seth. I think this this was a uh, best picture nomination before they even shot it. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
0: But uh, it would be interesting to see how it fares come uh, come February March.
1: Yeah, I guess I'm kind of curious because, again, I'm sure Netflix is just when you turn Netflix on, this trailer is playing. Oh, God. This will be at the top of their thing. And also, since they've been talking about it for, what, two goddamn years? Um, mm-hmm. I'm curious how many of the casual fans actually do know about it, because since mm-hmm. it's been talked about so much, I think that people are going to be aware of it. Plus, if they're seeing those three, mm-hmm. they're like, oh my gosh, I used to see mob films with yeah. those three. They're back at it.
2: Yeah. How do they look so young? And I think mm-hmm. even to a point, like, your Art House Cedar, which is not normally packed, mm-hmm. this this was pretty yes. pretty full. Yes, And so... I, this is one that people just know about. I think this is this is the Irishman, Scorsese, De Niro. I think this is one that has made, you know, I think I even saw an article about this because of the de aging too on like our local our local news uh, right wow. at when this is announced. So I think this is one that, you know, it's the name brand, the all of it surrounding it. That I mean, it has me, a lot going for it. To me, it's I think it's the out of the movies that I think are probably going to get nominated. For best picture, I think this is probably the one that has the best chance of winning right now and more than likely would win.
0: It's gonna be interesting to find out for sure. I have you no, guys like, have, have you guys seen Goodfellas?
1: No. I have not, but I know how that film is sort of structured and whatnot, and I think I would compare it to that.
0: Okay. It's it sounds most like that one, which I love Goodfellas, and both you guys should watch if you enjoyed Irish. It's another one that's crazy long though. Um so I was interested well, to see is, if you liked Goodfellas how you would compare it to here cuz it I sounds guess, like a similar movie.
1: Yeah, for the structure isn't it like young person gets in and then uh, f- uh, goes higher it gets higher and higher kind of into yeah. the thick of it all. Okay, yep. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, this will be cool. Uh I'm excited to see it. Uh probably a lot of listeners out there are also excited to see it. The Irishman you can catch on Netflix right now. Uh, All of our other movies from today, uh, let's see here, we had Charlie's Angels, Don't Go See That, 21 Bridges, You Can Go See, uh, Knives Out, and Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, all available to watch in theaters. Uh, So go check them out. Let us know on the tweets and on Facebook at SoCoShowPod what you thought of all of them. What was your favorite movie from this past week? And uh, how was your experience affected by people talking in the theater or uh, by your dog (laughs) sniffing your toes at home if you watch The Irishman uh, from your couch? Let us know. (laughs) That's gonna be it for our reviews this week. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up, but not before we leave you with one more thing. But I'm down to one, one, one more thing. Okay, so I was going between two different options for my one more thing, and we've already talked about one of them, which was people yapping. Um,
3: <laughs> but
0: um, so I'll go with my other one. I went to so I I, uh, I did what I often do on Saturday and I I, I did a double feature yesterday. Um actually well, I did one Friday and one Saturday. But on Friday, uh, I double-featured 21 Bridges and Knives Out. And as I understood it, the timing was going to be perfect. Uh, I was going to have about two hours for an hour and 45-minute f- and movie. So I was going to have a little time uh, in between movies to go to the bathroom and stuff. Well, I was wrong because I went into the theater and I came late. I always do when I have reserved seating especially because I don't want to watch all the trailers. I sat down 22 minutes after the showtime of this movie. I expected to be late. This was for 21 Bridges. And there were still trailers on after 22 minutes. I looked at my clock when the feature started. It had been 31 minutes from the showtime. <laughs> and I don't know, it, maybe they started it late by mistake or, or what. But And then I went to yesterday when I went to, I want to say it was Charlie's Angels. Um, it was also about 28, 29 minutes. That is entirely too goddamn long. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's too fucking long. At that point, you're affecting the rest of my day by putting too many fucking (laughs) trailers on these. Because if I can't get in and out of a movie in two hours uh, for a movie that's short enough, and Charlie's Angels is like not even an hour and 40 minutes, I don't think, but I was still in there for like two hours and 10 minutes because of the fucking trailer. It's entirely too many trailers. In a world where most people are watching trailers online anyway, do less trailers, or at the very least, can we all commit to a convention that says from this from the show time to the start of the feature, there's this much time? It seems yes. like it's all a crapshoot, and different theaters are doing different things. If I knew every time the feature would start 20 minutes later, that would be the best thing in the world because I could always show up at that time. If people want to come for trailers, that's cool too, but like I need to know, uh, how long, how, how long, how how late I can be, and when I can expect to be out of this fucking movie. And if they're going to start tacking on 30 minutes of trailers, that's upsetting. That's entirely too many. I don't mind there being a lot, but it seemed for a while like the convention was 20 minutes. And if they're going to be moving it around so much, that annoys me. I've also been to ones where there's fucking five minutes of trailers. And that's equally as annoying to me because I like coming late. I understand. Show up on time to shit, Cody, and you won't have that problem. I get that. (laughs) But like, just let me, someone let me know and let's have a convention that every movie, every feature is going to start 20 minutes in or 15 or 25, even if it's 45 minutes after, just tell me that. So I'm not sitting there expecting a movie <laughs> to start. And I like, didn't get popcorn because I thought I was going to be late and I had time. So this whole, I, the whole thing pissed me off. And then I had to watch Charlie's Angels. So the whole thing was really upsetting.
1: So it pretty much ruined your month. <laughs>
0: close to it i did i should i did uh i was a couple minutes late into knives out because of how many trailers were at the beginning of 21 bridges um and i didn't miss really anything but it was still it was frustrating
1: this this is actually sort of been like a growing concern i've seen a lot of people online talking about it. actually right before we uh recorded um i think edgar Wright tweeted out something about it too just being like i'm already in the theater i don't care about like stop it um mm-hmm. I think like you're saying, just limit it to a time. Be like, hey, f- there's gonna be 15 minutes. Show up 15 minutes late, like you're gonna be fine. <laughs> um, but th- but every theater is different. I I think Seth, you might have mentioned it, but AMC is horrific yeah. with that. I've noticed it lately. It's 28 to about 35 minutes.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, That's
2: brutal. I don't know. I, we we have pretty much the same amount of tra- like 20. Usually about 20 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes at my theater. So. Mm-hmm not I'm not complaining too much, but I always show up for the trailers anyway so
0: <laughs> that I will say that did afford me the opportunity to see the cats trailer, which I really enjoyed um,
1: <laughs> milk
0: <laughs> and I want to say there was one other oh I saw the Jumanji trailer a couple times that's everywhere I'm excited for that one there were a couple trailers I hadn't seen. Uh, that I was like, oh cool, I'm, I'm glad I'm getting to see these, but still entirely too goddamn many. And then you have to watch like the student film at Regal. They play a little two minute student film, and then they put like, join Regal Unlimited. So there's like all these commercials and stuff. Yeah. Like it's it's yep. it's too much. It's too much.
2: Man, I'm sorry. I Had to go through that. It sounds oh like my traumatic. God. My experience. life is
0: so fucking hard already, and then that. Ugh.
2: Um. Well, my one more thing this week uh, is uh, hot ones. Uh (laughs) no i don't really i mean yeah i think part of it was going to be the 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 theater people talking um, but i already vented about that i did have one interesting so last night uh we we went out to uh, a a barcade uh, Mm. that we that cody that you've been to the operating room here in des moines and they have uh delicious alcoholic slushies I tried one last night that I think changed my life on alcoholic slushies, (laughs) which is the apple cider margarita. Oh shit! Not two things that sound like they should go together, but holy crap, they are amazing. Um, One of our friends pointed out it tasted exactly like applesauce, (laughs) (laughs) in the consistency until it it melted. It does. It has a consistency of applesauce as well, but it's fun applesauce because it makes you drunk. So I I don't know what's in the in the actual ingredients of it. it. Just all I know is probably just you know apple cider frozen stuff and, and tequila yeah but it's fucking delicious so if you have ever a chance to try that absolutely try an apple cider margarita it's very good
0: you are Didn't you also uh, try a
2: butterbeer one yeah yeah that one was not as good
0: you're definitely a fan of alcoholic slushies there i good. am i it seems like them. they're one of your favorite things
2: i do i love them a lot <laughs> i like trying like i won't sit there and like drink them all the entire like we were there for a few hours and i had like three like i tried different ones and stuff um but it's not something like I'll make one at home or anything. If I'm somewhere that has them, I'm definitely going to try them. But, you know, they're good. They're tasty.
1: <laughs> hmm. Well, my one more thing, I guess it's two kind of small ones. Like, um, I mentioned it earlier. I'm not going to lie. The more and more I see this Cats trailer, the more and more I'm on board. I know everyone, <laughs> the very first trailer that came out, everyone's horrific. I, I'm not going to lie. These cats are looking sexy to me. Like, I am on board for this movie. And I think people are going to blow, be blown away by how uh, how the audience actually responds to it.
0: Yeah. But let's then do, also, let's, let's get something out of the way, too. OK, there is not a red blooded heterosexual male in America that would not fuck Taylor Swift in that cat outfit. I refuse um, to believe it. Get out of my get off my fucking lawn. If your take on the cat's trailer is that Taylor Swift doesn't look hot as shit as a cat.
1: One hundred percent. That's my first thing. I think at my trailer reaction I was like, Oh, hey, Taylor Swift And then also I went to a movie on Thursday with uh my girlfriend and I was like, Hey, watch this. T Swift's gonna shake her tits as a cat and my <laughs> girlfriend just looks at me and I'm like, Why'd you tell me this? <laughs> <laughs> um and then the second one also kind of a pet or uh uh situation with animals we got an uber last night and there was a there was a dog in it that was awesome what just a puppy there was a do- nice dog and it was very friendly and we got to pet it on our way to the bar gold so, retriever so it was nice oh, gold retriever pup yeah. five stars yeah hazel oh i definitely gave that guy five stars <laughs> shout out to hazel yep
0: <laughs> oh my gosh well we got cats and dogs i like it uh yeah, we, we all, it seems it seems like we've all got to enjoy a little bit of our favorite stuff uh, in One More Thing. Seth has alcoholic slushies, uh, Jared has cuddly animals, and I have ranting about something that nobody else in the room really cares about. <laughs> 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 so uh, I got to do that a couple times today, so I, I'm happy with it. So all of this, uh, of course, in One More Thing. But I'm down to one more. Uh, that's gonna bring us to the end of episode 122 of the soco show I want to give a shout out to our guest at
1: jared buckendall
0: thanks for joining us again man do you have uh do you have Ooh. anything you want to you want to pimp out for the listeners um, out
1: there pimp out and uh probably i mean head over to the jb patreon you know there's <laughs> there's a, we uh, seth and i recorded a patreon exclusive movies and nonsense i'm sure coming up cody i'm gonna get you on one and then yes both of you guys back on another episode um so head over there the next month, there's going to be a bunch of you know top tens for 2019 and whatnot. If I have enough time, I might do a top 100 of the decade and kind of release it like in five days. You know, do 20 oh, for each. Um, again, I'm that's time permitting. But then new things coming 2020. I'll have a better answer for our. Uh, I'm assuming I'm invited back for the top 10 of 2019 episodes. So stay tuned for that.
3: Well,
0: we weren't gonna have you on. So this is awkward. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs>
1: well, I guess you won't get that announcement, then.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. You can follow Jared. At Jared Buckendall. On, on pretty much everything. Uh, and we'll link to him down below in the box as well. So uh, thanks, Jared, for coming on. For the folks out there, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you all. I, this this should come out on Thanksgiving Day. So enjoy your turkey and naps. And While you're uh,
2: listening to us babble about stupid shit.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we did a lot of babbling today, but... It was. It was, it was good gates. stuff. <laughs> this is probably a pretty long one too, so thanks for sticking it out with us. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you uh, in the month of December. We'll be back with our new release exam next week. Um, so yeah, lots of good stuff. Thanks for listening. Uh, we have been uh, Seth Ott at Jared Buckendall and of course I am Coco Rabbit, and we will see you next week.
2: Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>